0: we don't get paid to do that in tennessee
1: like you go in there you might die <laughs> that's that'll actually kill you
2: i'm always open to being proven wrong
3: this isn't something you want to do welcome to unethical podcast Hold it up again. I need that for later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know you're laughing, but
3: I'm not kidding.
0: We need to go to Australia. For the list.
3: Um. Uh, mm, no, I will not, sir. <laughs> it's too so, hot. Maybe in um, winter.
2: It's a 2000 and, oh, 2014 like restaurant managers convention. So they do like little booths and like we always have shit. Like we always have lots of shit involved in all of our conventions like in two weeks time i'm going to cairns and they're doing a burning man festival so like they're gonna like i don't know if i've got it but at one of the festivals one of the things they did for us they got little hats and they had like graffiti artists that could put like shit on your hat oh cool They they always do shit like that um and yeah we're doing burning man in a couple of weeks time
1: cool why does your country
2: name places after perishable or non-perishable food items cans yeah well it's spelled, <laughs> it's spelled c-a-i-r-n-e no r-n-s cairns yeah but we don't say ours <laughs> in australia remember
3: yeah so yeah. it's it sounds like cans like what you take uh, yeah. to the bottle depot yes yeah. no well what do you mean the bottle what, depot what
0: is that do we have containers recyclables yeah. Bottle
3: O they, they call it, for- it there. Oh no, no, you no,
0: bottle.
2: Bottle O's are our liquor liquor stores. Yes,
3: yes, I remember <laughs> now. But they're So the- do
0: you do you get paid for the recycles or is it just Yeah, pay? you pay I a
3: deposit rec- and then they give you all your money back when you take in all your recyclables later.
2: No, we don't pay a deposit. You literally just take your cans and then they give you ten cents per can. Are you Wait, sure you yep. don't pay a deposit? Yeah. We
0: we don't get paid to do that in Tennessee. We just take that shit and we dump it in a big bin with the plastic and the cardboard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is yeah no in in per- well I, I don't I don't think they do it over east so I think it's only Perth and South Australia like WA and South Australia over here so you literally like you will see people who just go around and pick up the cans and bottles and cartons yeah from. That are thrown on the ground and they just collect them and then take them in once a week and we've I think it was um it was an obscene number of cans that have now uh, cans cartons and glass Christina were looking at the other day that have now been recycled because of the 10 cents per item that's cool there
0: are some places in the U.S. that do it but Tennessee I don't think does Um, They'll pay you for like large scrap metal, but not like cans. I don't think.
3: I've seen like documentaries, like local documentaries. There are literally people that have a job, and just do this to just make extra money. And they basically like, yeah, I pay my mortgage on the bottles and cans, and then everything else I just use for vacations and stuff. (laughs) People just don't give a shit about recycling. A lot of them, so yeah, poor people.
2: But also they like, they'll they'll set up like um, they're they're what they'll do is they'll go around to people's houses who can't be fucked doing it, but are okay to just put a box out the front and put all their cans in. And then like, they'll go, they'll go around to these houses that they've organized with and they just pick it up and they do all the hard work.
3: Yeah. We have that too. Bottle drive. They call it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they, that's how they make money. It also gives opportunity for like our huge amount of homeless people to. So (laughs) they're not only like, will they accept cash and food and stuff, but they also accept bottles, cans and cartons because they can redeem them for cash. There
1: you go. Yeah. Not like, here.
0: You
2: give them anything but money
3: and they just throw it in your face.
1: I, uh, I do enjoy that. Someone's paying their mortgage with these cans, but these homeless people can't do shit with these cans. Get off the street. <laughs> you get all the cans. You <laughs> there are no want.
2: excuses. <laughs> yeah. There's no excuses. We know you drink a carton a day. Recycle
1: that shit. Um, Yeah, where where I'm from, we only recycle like bottles, like from the beer store bottles because or bottles like liquor bottles, too, because that's like the whole beer store and they travel back and forth. But everything else, I live so far away from everything that it's proven that the drive to the nearest recycling center, like cardboard and stuff is worse for the environment than just chucking it in the garbage with the rest of everything. So the the amount of carting it takes to get it to a recycling plant, that's fucking funny.
2: Well, there you go. Once we're rich you can build one you should get all of your cardboard and start like piling them into small mountains in your backyard and stuff and then cover them in soil and then you've got like you can create your own little world out there because you (laughs) because the cardboard will decompose and then you have like these grass hills that you can turn into like little little homes
1: so just make my whole house or a bottle
2: depot and people can yeah. bring their bottles to your little like hill house <laughs> and then you can give them money and you can recycle. Good for you. Yeah. Or you could rent them out to the homeless for like 10 cents a day. Ooh, no, it, that's, it, that's too cheap.
1: They still try to make you recycle too. And they'll bring they'll like pick up with the garbage truck, but then you watch them, they just go right to where the dumpsters are and dump all of it in the same spot. Like, like why what's the point? Just let us have a garbage bin. Like, anyways. Uh it's about us the look,
2: Richard. It. It's and about looking true. like it.
1: Yeah, the, the city councilman can stand in front of the garbage truck and be like, look, we have a we recycling.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> Wait, where'd you get your hat from?
1: Uh Lids. Years ago. I don't know
2: what
1: that is. Lids is a, a, a hat, hat store. A specific hat I, store. Yeah.
2: Don't say it's a hat store. Like, it's a, a store that
3: only sells hats.
1: It's well, literally just for ball I... well, cap. Yeah, you weren't. I'm just telling you. Don't no, no, me. not you. Oh. It Celeste.
3: only sells hats. It literally <laughs> is a hat store.
2: You were fine. <laughs> all they do is sell hats. You were a gentleman and explaining it to me like I wasn't an idiot. And then Celeste is like it's a hat store you fucking moron (laughs) okay i'm
3: sorry like christy with the it's the canadian tire thing all over again why do you get knives a canadian it's a knife store it sells other things lids just sells
2: hats it's a hat store. oh excuse me also i'd like to point out that um i listened to the most recent episode and thank you Dingers, for saying that you only steal shit when you get the shits so i'm very happy (laughs) (laughs) i do yes oh good that was so fun I was like oh, ah, yeah. and then Richard was like yeah and then just went <laughs> Next I just went like- about it I was like yeah,
0: but we'll catch it later <laughs> oh thank you
2: I'm so glad you did <laughs> I reckon Richard was like oh, I missed the reference I'm just going to keep going <laughs> no I
1: I, I, uh, I remember her saying it I don't remember my reaction but I understood it for sure
2: it, Richard, oh, Richard's yeah. like no I understood it I just think you're an idiot and I want to, want to engage no. in it <laughs> <laughs> Just no, I'm think joking. It's stupid. <laughs> I, um, no, I really like your hair. I like the, the, um, I like the cap. And if I had a lids, so I would go and get it so I could match you. But I've got my, oh, no, it is raised. Oh, cool. All right. I've got to... a, <laughs> what are the, what do you guys call these? Baseball like caps? Baseball. baseball caps? Yeah. And what's he wearing? Me? Trucker yeah. hat, I think.
1: Mine's a baseball cap.
2: Is it? Uh, but, what's, show me the back of it. That's a snapback, sir. Yeah, I, 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 we call his a snapback, and this is a baseball cap. Oh, I thought you
1: had. Well, whatever. I just wasn't
2: sure because I, you know, I can't
1: fit in baseball caps then because my head, like, look, that's that fits me like last fucking one. I have a monster of a head.
2: Well, at least your head isn't the same. Your head isn't the same size as your neck, like me, and you look like a thumb.
1: You don't. You don't know that. You don't look like a thumb. You
2: don't look like a thumb. Do this. (laughs)
3: Oh, shit, you do look like a thumb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, because my head's the same size as yeah, <laughs> Your
3: double chin is so cute and little.
1: All right, let's do it. Are you guys ready to go, to do this? I'm See? excited. Uh, okay. I'm ready. for Today, you ready for me? <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry.
2: Richard, lift up the beard. <laughs> I hurt myself.
3: I did, I hurt myself. I, like, strangled myself with my fatness. Oh, that's
2: hot. I've never seen a man do that before. <laughs> do you?
1: Hello. Hello, girls.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't see, Richard was pulling his beard up. So it was just like a, a mound of manly brown hair and then sticking his tongue through it. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a kink for that you oh that's that's
3: like pov of yeah you know the inside oh, yeah. you know what i yeah, mean yeah for
1: sure yeah. that's good uh all right
2: i didn't think i was going to be aroused this early in the morning that'll be our next game is it porn or is it just richard <laughs> <laughs> is it porn or is it richard
1: this kind oh, of right. this kind of this, this this is kind of a good segue um to the uh today we're talking about haunted houses <laughs> that's my haunted Sweet. beard
2: <laughs> yeah that's a yeah that's a that's a haunted beard i can get behind
1: like if i put it out the way like it it's bushy like it's fucking bushy. you automatically
2: <laughs> raised 30 iq points when you pull it out and fluff it out like that
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, as soon as i get glasses i can read
2: no seriously like, like brush line. out your beard and i'm like oh i'm about to educate in yeah, fuck, he's going to tell me about, like, the universe?
1: Fuck. <laughs> uh, no. I Neil deGrasse Tyson?
0: Smart. Okay, you ready? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. so right. it wasn't Neil deGrasse Tyson vibes. It was like, here's a hit of acid, and then let me tell you
1: about Yo, universe, man, fuck. it's more like conspiracy theorists, like, <laughs> yeah, what's going on?
0: hat. The world like...
1: is flat, man. I can prove yeah. it, man. <laughs> uh... Prove
2: it. I'm always open to being proven wrong.
1: I, have you ever looked into the horizon
2: no not once
1: well, <laughs> look at it it doesn't look curved at all it's flat man
2: flat man. Oh, okay yeah I oh, cool but also by perspective i'm not a very big human and the world's quite large i assume prove it
1: man how do you know exactly you assume prove it man
2: well only because i've flown to the other side the other side of the world Okay. Oh yeah, awesome. did
1: you did you actually were you navigating the plane, or did you just sit down in a VR machine, make it look like you're going somewhere, and just land 20 minutes further up the road? I'm telling you, man, I could prove it. All right, I've also driven uh, 20 minutes <laughs> up
2: the road, and there's no simulation, but I'm here for it. Look, yeah, look, I'm open to it.
1: All right, <laughs> so today we're talking about haunted house Did you guys ever go to a haunted house before, like a themed haunted house, anything like that?
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah? No,
1: Well. no, 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 really? I, I,
2: we don't have them over here. Oh, really? right. you don't do Halloween. That's true. But, yeah, but we've started. So I was just about to say the first and closest thing I've been to a haunted house is last year where they actually did something in a couple of suburbs away from me and they had a haunted house set up, but I didn't want to pay the $20 to go in there because we had Gabe. So I've stood outside a haunted house.
1: There you go. That's <laughs> close that's close did, what did you what did, if you guys want to share if not i'll just tell you my story what, what did you guys when you went to a haunted house what was it <laughs>
0: i've been to several haunted houses and i don't do haunted houses very well i don't i don't do the fake jump scares very well at all like i remember as a kid like we waited in line at an amusement park forever to get into this haunted house and like the first jump scare i was like nope 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 and I like, I tried to go back <laughs> out the entrance and everyone was like, no, you can't do this child. And I was like, no. okay. <laughs> just, "Okay, just get me out of here, you know? So, and uh, so even as a teenager, like I wasn't, I could get through them better, you know, but uh, I'm not. not America,
1: better. America has a lot of them. I would imagine, especially your area, there's probably some like Halloween all the time
0: tons and a lot of them are like hay rides too yeah. and they're yeah. really fun and so like the the funner ones i can handle like there was one that was really cool that wasn't like horrible for me it was like kind of scary and then you went through down a slide and at the end you did like a hay ride in a cornfield oh, cool. and it was great and then you were done
1: i feel like i feel like a, <laughs> a lot of like young ladies got finger bang the first time in one of those you <laughs> know what i'm saying like i feel like that is like a preteen date like. Oh, Oh, those things
0: are filled with teenagers. Like, it's, yeah, they're filled with teenagers. That's Definitely not how our first
2: finger bangs go.
1: Not how your first finger, it's usually in the pouch of a kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's fucking racist. It's in a tree with a koala.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know you guys all got chlamydia the first time you got finger banged from a (laughs) koala. I thought
2: it was syphilis.
1: Oh, whatever it is, they got some sort of STI. I don't it's know. Chlamydia. I'm dead. Chlamydia, yeah, yeah, no, it
2: is chlamydia. You're right, and yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. We all have chlamydia. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. ours is in the back of a uh, of a Commodore, uh, back of the bottle uh, Commodore on the back on the way back from a bottle of drinking five or six cruises because I don't want to taste the alcohol. I just want to blame it. Later. I don't
0: understand what any of that was. It's a car. <laughs> and isn't that
1: isn't that just a haunted car? At that point, isn't that the same thing? All right uh celeste what's yours you said your house is haunted
3: yeah my house is haunted that i live in right now
1: what does that mean what happens
3: uh so before i moved in it was like the tenant before the last tenant look the curtains moving behind her
1: oh yes i remember this story
3: he died in the house there's actually a part in my living room floor where you can feel under the carpet where the floor has been replaced he melted all the way through the floor in the basement they built like a whole closet and thing so that sure. that part of the floor could be covered um uh but anyway uh
2: oh he- my god
1: yeah yeah that's I'm.
2: Um- oh no that's- wait i lie i've got one after celeste i have done one but it's not a house. Anyway,
3: that story.
1: Okay. So they covered it up with a fucking room in the basement. That's amazing.
3: Yeah. There's like a room that's built in the basement right under. I love this story. And it's like, a, I put my board games in there, but it, it's like a metal <laughs> closet that they put in <laughs> that covers the ceiling. So you can't see it wow. and it's right under, but you can feel it on the floor. There's this part that's like this when you feel under the carpet and it's where nice. he went through wow. and Do you uh, have like.
1: Do you think your board games are haunted now? Like, do you think if you play Candyland? Yeah, because like keep
2: fucking rolling ones. I mean, no, do you know what? I reckon he's, uh, I reckon she has placated. That's why she doesn't have poltergeists is because she put the board games down there and the, the ghosts like, fucking sweet. We got shit to do for eternity. Yeah, they're not bored. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> usually
1: bored. just they're haunting because they're bored. That's true.
0: But, no,
2: I've done one, and it's not a haunted house, though, but in Perth we've got um, the – so Perth was built around the – like, well, not built around, but it has the Fremantle prison that's been there since the prisoners were dumped there, and um, you can go there and do a tour of that at night, and it's haunted. And you can also do the underground um, tunnels where they tried to – escape and stuff and also it's the only place that i've ever experienced like total total darkness because they it's so far underground it's like two or two kilometers underground or whatever and they turn off all the lights when you're down there
1: yeah that's, that's scary
0: yeah.
1: darkness like but that it was scary. I,
0: i've done that that was not that scary though caves are dark
1: like that and i love it it's great with mines bats too, too. Like quiet fucking yeah. yeah mines are definitely if you don't have your headlight on it changes
3: yeah. yeah, we did that in school we went to the atlas coal mine and they walked us down 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 into the mine it smells like shit in the mine right because of all the sulfur yeah, especially
1: a coal especially a coal mine yeah
3: yeah yeah so it smells like shit down there and there's running water through these little crevices and shit so all you hear is just this running water and this horrible stench and then we get down to like this it's like 10 minutes to get down there to walk and then they're like okay everybody turn off your headlights and then we turn them off and it's the it's indescribable dark
2: yeah and because when we're down there they put us in boats so because the 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 thing and because of our water like sorry because of our soil and we've got so much sandstone over here the water is crystal so it and it um it completely reflects what's above so it looks like it's an like infinite like it looks like it might only be this deep but it looks like it's Yeah, yeah incredibly deep and they get us all on these boats on this water and then they turn off all the headlights and you're like <laughs> I can't even be, perceive where my hand is in front of my face.
0: So, if you're in a boat in water, you, then you are going through a cave. Essentially, oh, it's underground under going. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel
3: my hand when it hits me. <laughs> Aren't they called cenotes if they're underground? Are you
0: asking me? I dingus. feel like
1: that was a dingus question.
0: I mean, caves are formed by running water going through a crevice in in rock. So you can be in a cave that's still being formed that has a river that's running through the bottom of it.
2: It's not a river; it doesn't move. Just water. No? That's no. It's but it it did get flooded at one point. Like they were trying to escape, and it got flooded. Okay.
0: The it's. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So oh. it was like a man-made structure that. See, like, that's
1: scarier than any fucking. That right there is scarier than any haunted house. Uh haunted houses aren't that scary. I'm with you, Bo. It's not that freaky.
3: Um it depends. Like- I don't know, man. If they got like a really, really big dude with like a chainsaw that chases you and shit, it's
1: fun. For sure. I went, I went into a scary, uh, like a haunted house one time, but we were walking through the mall and it was me, Oscar, Sarah, and Molly. And I think Oscar was eight. So it was like three or four years ago. And it was just like an abandoned mall store that had like a haunted house set up for uh for sorry, my Max running out of batteries here, uh, running for, I guess the Halloween season. So we went there and it was like 20 bucks or something. And it's like extreme scariness or whatever. It was like nineties trying to scare me. I was like, whatever, let's go. And then when I, I get to the thing, Molly doesn't want to go. She's five. Like she's little. So Sarah's like, I'll stay out. Oscar really wants to go. And the guy, when I get to the thing to pay, he's like, are you sure you want to bring that kid with you? And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. You know, like I let him watch fucking horror movies. I don't, whatever he's, he can handle it he's like okay and there was no nobody there it looked like we were the first people that ever went there ever you know it looked like oh it, man oh, yeah no it looked like like it popped out like it looked like a ghost made this house you know what i mean it looked like looked like it just popped out of nowhere that's crazy yeah so we we go in and they give us two flashlights a flashlight each but it has like a red bulb in it and it's dark, 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 but the red bulb is like super light, like you can barely see with it, right? It just doesn't give you that much brightness. It's dim. That's what the word is. I love it. And then the first room you walk in, it has like an old school TV, but like a big one, and an old timey looking saw guy, like a saw type character pops on the screen, like a
3: puppet kind of thing.
1: Like, yeah, a puppet, but he's, I think it's a guy wearing a mask from my, my American collection. But he's just like, get through the maze and fight. It was like, uh like a escape room let's say but it's a big room a big dark-ass place you got to find clues to get to the next room and people are jump scaring you and shit fucking it's it was cool you know whatever i was jump scares were good puzzles were good i got scared a bunch oscar wasn't scared at all he just went yeah like the guy came to scare him he goes yeah like me i'm like holy fuck (laughs) i got it was awesome (laughs) it was fucking great
2: Escape rooms are the bomb. They had one, like I did an escape room and it had like one thing that was set up to jump scare. And like you open the cupboard, like you finally get the code, you open the cupboard and it's triggered to have a metal thing fall and have a, a fake rat come out of it. And I was the one who opened the door, but I was standing right. So I opened the door and I was standing right next to one of my employees. And it scared, and I went, oh, shit, and shoved her into the cupboard. <laughs> I was like, every man could have
1: <laughs> You're not good in an emergency. Okay, to note that down. If Beau's an emergency, she will throw me into the danger so she can get away. Okay, so a, I got gotcha.
2: you. That's the second time I have thrown that particular employee of mine into like.
1: <laughs> employee of yours, even better. The, I see why you're the boss now, because no one can survive <laughs> to get to your level. You just kill them. I am apex <laughs> Maccas.
0: Throw them in the face of danger. Well, we were at we were at um, <laughs> uh,
2: Universal Studios in LA, San Fran, LA. We were in Universal Studios, and we were going around the corner, and we we're in the Mummy, yeah. and there was a woman on stilts, and we were just walking around laughing at the corner, and. And she like bends down on stilts and comes around the corner and just goes boo, and i dropped to the ground and pushed her in front of me
1: <laughs> wow i'm glad i'm glad i didn't do that to my kids i'm glad i didn't do that to oscar through this oh fucking maze God. at all I, ju- I just got scared and ran he just lo- laughed at me so that's oh, funny You're throwing your fucking employees to the wolves wow
2: oh she still reminds uh, me we call it because she she was dressed as cleopatra and i was like what the fuck Cleopatra? contra <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man i had so much fun on that though like did you come out of that thing well, i was inspired i was like i'm gonna make one of these in my town because I, I was out on holidays or something
2: yeah i was like i'm
1: gonna make one of these fucking thing i never did but i was like super inspired by it i had so much fun doing it 20 bucks in my i think it was 10 bucks each and then, oh yeah, by the way, when we got out, the fucking lineup was around the, fu- it was like world-renowned scare place. Like it was people wow. were, yeah, it was wow. like in town because it was amazing. I just thought it was like popped out of nowhere. Like we got in there at a good time. That's cool. Yeah, we're talking about haunted houses today. And then I started looking at haunted houses and I started uh, figuring out about fear, how fear is a giant business, like haunted houses, particular horror movies, uh, amusement parks, bungee jumping, skydiving, uh, the military. You know, all this shit just scares the fuck out of you, but you do it, you make lots of money off it. Haunted houses alone uh, in the US, there's over two uh, 1,200 professional haunted houses, 300 theme parks that operate horror themed events and many other less professional, but still significant charity run spook shows. And even more side of the road attractions that we call haunted houses. So a large haunted house attraction. Can reportedly earn up to three million during the holiday season, and the industry is worth three hundred million just in the U.S. So, wow. lots of haunted houses going on for a long time. Not a new idea. Not many Ghosts. Over here. Not many, I would imagine, since you guys don't have Halloween, because it, it does kind of pair with Halloween.
0: Bikers who care used to set up a haunted house in uh in Clarksville, and uh, they always did like toy runs and stuff during Christmas and. It was yep. just like a, like a motorcycle group that always did like super charitable stuff.
1: Yep. No, there's all sorts of charities do it. That's why I even said charities. Cause like,
0: right. Well, that's what made me think of it. I was like, no, oh I know. yeah, bikers who care. They did that. It's a
1: big charitable thing. It's weird how it's charities that make haunted yeah. it. They specifically mentioned that a lot, but then I started looking into fear, just fear itself, like. Uh, using that as an entertainment you know what i mean uh, that's been like ghosts beasts demons uh been scaring people for as long as human history can go back people have been pretending to be ghosts and beasts and demons to purposely scare people as far as human goes back too. Uh, ancient egyptians used to make their burial grounds hard to get to and scary on purpose just to keep people out uh, like on the way to burial sites there'd be a range of scary things like pits of snakes long mazes booby traps scary fanged statues and giant cats and Whatever the fuck else they wanted to do to try and keep people out to scare them out. Ancient Egyptians would also use stories of ghosts and ghouls protecting the burial grounds to keep people from visiting. So, like, there's a big scary mummy will come and get you if you go there. Really, it's just to keep people out, right?
3: Is it, though? I mean, it's Egypt. There is probably a big scary mummy if you go there.
1: Oh, for sure. But I mean, not walking around scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> like they're making it sound like these guys will come eat you. And if that didn't work, then the pits of snakes were plan B. You know what I mean? Like you go in there, you might die. <laughs> That's That'll actually kill you.
3: Why did it have to be snakes? Why did it have to be snakes? Their bow got it. Indie
1: <laughs> yes. Indy. How do I forget?
3: Because you're stoned, I assume.
1: No, not even actually. I wish I was
3: so sorry sorry we're so hard to be around
1: no that doesn't that's that's not the reason I get stoned because people are hard to be around I just like to be chill
2: he's like it's hard being an asshole all the time so if I take if I smoke (laughs) you should see how racist I am when I don't smoke weed you are very jumpy I'm sorry Richard I will I will come to your zone I apologize
1: (sighs) I'm just I'm just hurting inside anyways
2: yeah anyways
1: (laughs) uh yeah did that sound real for a second or
2: yeah, a
1: little bit. Yeah, all right.
2: That's because he's making he's making jokes to show vulnerability. It's fine. It's fine.
1: It's fine. I got you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Greek myths and legends speak of many ghosts and monsters. Uh, maps drawn in those times used monsters as a way of portraying where dangerous places were. So like there be dragons and that would be just because it was dangerous in that spot. There's not actually fucking dragon, but it was a good way to show scary stuff. So back in those days, fear wasn't really a business. It just had more like a practical use, right? It's like with kids, right? Don't go in there. Uh, why? I want you to go in there, right? I don't want you to go in there. Five minutes later, they're in there or you try this. Don't go in there. Why? Because a witch lives there and will turn you into a frog. And then kids are like, oh, okay. I don't want to turn into a frog. I'll just not go in there. You know, the yeah. kids, it's, it's imagination. Yeah.
3: I thought um, you meant like kids had a practical
0: use.
1: They <laughs> oh, had a they, practical they, use. That, that is, they do. <laughs> yeah.
0: You send them in first. If you find them. a haunted or dangerous it situation. You send your child in first. That's the that's reason it. you had the thing. If you're Bo, that's Protect why you have point. Just chuck
1: them at the <laughs> 100%. <laughs>
0: No,
2: and, and you also have children, and you have more children, so you hedge your bets on one of them being successful and being able to pay for you when you're older.
1: Let's see. Yeah, we, those are the only reasons to have kids, everyone.
2: Yeah. Not then.
1: Not then. Then it was to work like the farm. Like
3: shit ton of labor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. free labor. <laughs> Traditional what we would call haunted houses didn't really exist in ancient times, only scary stories. And as scary stories got better and better, they became more and more entertaining. Uh, they evolved to become less cautionary tale and more something fun to listen to on a Saturday night. No real haunted house in the traditional, what we call a haunted house. That happened over a period of time, like in evolution, ghost stories turned into people claiming to have like supernatural powers.
2: ESPN or something.
1: Exactly. So like the stories aren't working. So it's me now. I'm the fucking scary one. I can read minds or talk to ghosts or right.
3: I'm a Wendigo. I ate my family.
1: Exactly. Then that turned entertaining. Like fortune tellers, Good mediums. It did. Son. It did. It's true. Fortune tellers, mediums, clairvoyants. They're all a big part of the 1800s entertainment options. Uh, they're spooky shops and grift used to entertain and delight people of all class. Mystical person shop was considered haunted in its own way. Yes. Question.
3: Sorry. My only question was, didn't they have sufficient entertainment, like live executing people and torturing them and things like oh, that? Oh, yeah. I but don't really
1: when you execute someone you want to go talk to them how ask them how it was who better to do that
3: okay so they go they go to like the public stone egg and then they're like you know it's, it's early let's let's hit the fortune teller before we for go for sure oh sad. go talk to him how was it
1: yeah did hiring... you see me I look? <laughs> can you see <laughs> your... <laughs> did it look
2: good?
1: you looked great blood splattered everywhere
2: good excellent
1: mediums fortune tellers clairvoyants were also hired by rich and famous people to entertain at parties and gatherings so it was like a jo- like an entertainment job too
3: like pineapples
1: so exactly hey, can
2: i ask a question sure so did they hire them because they believed they could do it and they wanted to enjoy it or did they actually just think they were entertainment entertainers and it was a joke
1: No, they legitimately thought these people would be talking to their loved ones, whatever, because of uh, spiritualism became huge in the 1800s, especially in America, which I'm going to do another episode on Harry Houdini eventually, because he he spent a lot of his life taking down these fucking clairvoyants, saying you're not real. But a lot of people did believe in it. So they would hire the better ones, the ones that were very good at like blind reading people and stuff like that to come to their parties and be like, you're talking to Jim. Does anybody have a gym in here? Is there a gym in here? I can't
3: wait for the Von Flugens party so that I can go (laughs) watch somebody I don't know talk to their dead grandma.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, we didn't have Pornhub back then. You know what I mean? They didn't have like fun (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) That's that's the I'm horny. I'm going to go watch someone talk to their dead grandma. (laughs) They didn't have Groucho Marx back then. All right. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck.
2: I love that. That's your baseline. Yeah, Netflix. That's okay. That's better than Pornhub.
1: It took me a while to get there. Leave me alone. <laughs> Three top things I listen to. Okay, Pornhub, Groucho Marx, Netflix, all in that order. <laughs> you
3: listen to Pornhub. You just like put it on while you do housework. <laughs> exactly. You're just doing the housework. Yeah. Got the Swiffer, and it's like eh, eh.
1: the Swiffer. The Swiffer. I don't do that.
2: You don't Swiffer but they're amazing. Not my dick. Oh, no, not your dick, no, Richard. Well,
1: she looked like she was making a jack-off motions. <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 no. Do you Look do what you she's housework? doing.
1: Not on my dick. <laughs> I don't even wash my hands after I pee. I don't do any <laughs> housework on my dick. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of fun, that they're entertainment. Uh, during the 1800s, haunted or spooky or whatever attractions started up popping up in Europe. So it wasn't really a haunted house per se, but uh, in 1802, Mer- uh, Mary Trusaud. Toured her Chamber of Horrors ex- exhibition in Britain, shocking Tussaud. all the yeah. Troussard. Is it Tussaud? Tussaud.
3: Like Madame Tussaud, Tussaud, the Wax Museum? Yeah, is, is yeah. it Madame Tussaud? Yeah.
1: Tussaud, Tussaud. Yeah. She had a Chamber of Horrors exhibition. during. With this exhibition, it was wax heads of famous guillotine victims that she molded from death masks.
3: That's still there. And,
1: yeah. So, but she had that in like the early 1800s. Not she toured that shit. People wanted to go see. They have. Uh, I didn't know they had this. They have like Louis Louis the Sixteenth, King Louis the Sixteenth, Marie Antoinette. They have a bunch of famous ass heads. That's still there. Know?
3: Yeah, it's Even, cool. I went to London seven years ago, eight years ago. Went to Madame Tussauds. They still have the Chamber of Horrors. They've got like the the pony. And they have like waxed figures yes. actually like middle of torture. They have the, the rat
1: the bucket, t- the rat bucket.
3: Yeah. The glass thing that they put the rat in. And oh they it no, up. shit. I went yeah. to that too.
2: Yeah. 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 In London. Yeah. In London. Oh, yeah. and also, I mean, it's not a haunted place, but I went to the catacombs where they put all of their dead skulls and that felt, that felt horrible. Where do
3: they keep their alive skulls? <laughs> yeah, I got okay. a snort
2: from dingus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you ever cause... see
1: that like side side note real quick you ever see that uh found footage thing from the paris catacombs where it's just some guy running with it they found the camera later and they never found whose camera was who the guy was he's like scared terrified running in the catacombs and they just yep. found a tape Private oh Dix. my god Private uh, it's a good one it's just hard found footage i was gonna do an episode on found footage it's just a lot of it ends up being debunked so quickly there's a good one with like a bunch of fires in LA in the 80s. And there's a guy going like, watch it burn. You could just hear him go, watch it burn. Yeah, watch it burn. But they figured out who it was eventually. But fuck, that would have been a good one. Look at yeah. the whole city burn. Anyways.
2: You do that really well.
1: Yeah, it was me. That's how they figured <laughs> it was, out who it was.
2: It was you, That's who you. they
1: figured out, yeah. Later in the century came uh, the macabre stage shows in Paris. The um, Grand Gignol G- Gignol. Theatre uh, became notorious for its uh, on-stage depictions of gra- graphic dismemberment. That's all they did in that fucking theatre. Um, and that was open from
2: 1897
1: till 1962. Oh, it's Okay, cool. so they did have Pornhub. No!
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, they did. Yeah, watch it burn. Watch it burn.
1: Watch it burn. <laughs>
3: Dismember that bitch. (laughs) No man, back then it's like watch it burn. It's because when they piss, because they all have STDs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, at that place, the 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 Grand Gignol Theater, the actors and producers of the show used to rate how good the show was by how many audience members passed out from shock during that night show. So they would they would have that was their like let's up the ante every day until someone barfs. I kind of like that. I find that good.
2: This blows my mind, right? Like back in these times. People were used to seeing people stoned, hung, executed, and whatnot. Like, there was a lot more than what we we see in our lives all the time now. And yet they were still... Oh, okay. I haven't seen anyone killed. Oh, no, that's a lie. Okay. I saw someone die, but I haven't seen anyone killed. Yeah, but the internet... Sorry. I also don't look at that. But, like...
3: Oh. So it's... I'm the problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <But
2: there's> <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> But, like, they they, they they had so much more, like, death and plagues and, like, real big illness, like, and then all of a sudden they go to a theatre and they're like, oh, Lord, that's too much. Yeah, let's like, not forget syphilis that literally made your parts fall off. Yeah, like, and the smell, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, I can walk down there and see a guy's knob fall off and then he vomit on himself and and die and I'll go kick him into the street so that the death wagon can come and get him. But if I go to a theater and I watch someone get disemboweled, that is too much.
1: Do you think, okay, and this is me being legitimate right now. Do you think that the theater crowd is the same watch execution crowd? Do you think that everyone went, or do you think like the high-minded, I think I'm so fucking smart because I have a lot of money. I'm going to go to the theater to watch a murder. And then it was just like the lowly dirt people who went and watched the fucking executions on the streets.
3: As possibly William Shakespeare said, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, All the world's a stage or something. So, I mean, I think it was all theater to them.
1: Improv everywhere. It could be anywhere.
2: I thought that that, um, (laughs) rich people did go to executions, but they sat up in the things. No, rich people
3: framed people to arrange executions and then collected ticket money.
1: I think it, like the 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 maybe I'm wrong, like maybe a, whoever ordered the execution, but not like the whole society, like the whole high society. I don't think they would come like rolling in on their fucking carriages and shit. It would just be like the poor ass people who fucking throwing potatoes at each other and said, oh, let's stop for a no, second. That's a good
3: point. Maybe they just passed out because they were starving. Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> that's true, too.
3: <laughs> maybe it was the unethical podcast of the time. Very low brow like you know based on how many patrons we have probably a lot of poor people uh (laughs) richard's
2: like say shit like that
1: oh i'm sure i'm I'm down here like this
2: (laughs) you know you've gone too far when richard's like oh man come on
1: (laughs) no i got i have a sliver it hurt me i'm trying to get it out Oh, Uh, oh there it is i got it i got it sorry it was nothing to do with what you're saying trust me i was just like ah my finger okay the the idea of a haunted house is just around the corner in the 1900s uh this is when the traveling carnivals were popular like vaudeville elephants trapeze artists and of course the freak show in addition to the freak show there were other haunted attractions like the mirror maze or they had like rides that went through the dark with like a devil painted before the, the ride, like a little roller coaster thing. Ooh, demons, you know? Uh, in the 1900s too is when all the houses built in the 1800s were starting to fall apart. So to keep kids away from the dangerous buildings that were falling down, Uh, Much like the Egyptians and their crypts, adults used to use the ghosts and ghouls as a way of keeping the curious kids from getting crushed in a building. So then that's when the haunted houses first started. They're going all those old houses are they got old civil war men running around beating their slaves stay out of there. The first professionally built haunted attraction was the Orton and Spooner Ghost House. Right away, it doesn't sound scary. It's not that scary. If you look at it, it's still around. You can go look at it. It's like a fucking little shack. It opened in 1915 in the UK as a part of an Edwardian fair. Uh, At the time, the Grand Gignol was still scaring audience members each night with its graphically staged horror entertainment. But the Orton and Spooner House was less of a performance and more of a hands-on attraction. And the, the, the poorer people could go. Spooner. Spooner. Spooner, It doesn't sound scary. Like Spooner doesn't sound, it doesn't sound scary at all.
3: Wasn't Spooner on the Mary Celeste too? He gets around.
1: Yeah. uh, Captain Spooner. Since the early 1900s, the haunted house themed places have been growing. Uh, They were so popular that even the poor people used to set up their own versions of the Orton and Spooner ghost house to entertain their neighbors and anyone who couldn't afford a ticket. So like class down even further. Uh, And then in 1969, Disney opened its Disneyland haunted mansion. Uh, it was a lavish mansion with a pristine exterior. It is. I guess it's still there. I've been there. Uh, that's, a, yeah. that's
3: a bit off brand. Haunted Mansion?
1: An old Haunted Mansion? Not really. You'll see why. Like, uh, they, they, like it, it was meant to be a walkthrough event originally, but Disneyland had a hard time keeping people walking and the line moving steadily, so that's why it's like a ride now. So people sit in a train cart known as Doom Buggies and get wheeled through a dark ride and haunt. Uh, Walt took something that was already there, but commercialized it in his massively successful theme parks.
3: Fun fact. Did you guys know that they have a problem with people dumping ashes there? Because a lot of people apparently want their ashes left at the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Really? That's That's
1: not a problem. I don't know why they think that's a problem. It's actually
3: like a problem.
0: I like see somebody come in with like. It's a huge problem around the whole park too. If they find you spreading ashes anywhere in the park.
1: There's stories of, there's stories of people like having a heart attack and dying at Disneyland and the Disneyland employees will pick them up, drive them to the gate outside. So no one actually ever died at Disney park before yeah, ever. So they just say it was in the parking lot. It wasn't here. That's fuck. Disney's a whole separate story, but he took, yeah. Walt Disney took his inspiration for the Haunted Mansion ride from two different places Uh, The facade of the Halloween Mansion uh, ride looks basically like a copy of the Evergreen House. Uh, The Evergreen House is just a mansion in Maryland that was built in 1803. They both look pretty similar if you go look them up. The other inspiration, uh, you guys probably heard of this. The other inspiration for the Haunted Mansion comes from a quote-unquote real haunted house in San Jose, the Winchester Mystery House. Have you guys ever heard of this?
2: I have. Why have I heard of that? Supernatural.
1: Uh, The Winchester Mystery House was first just a small piece of farmland. It was purchased by Sarah Winchester after she inherited $20 million from, uh, the death of her husband, William Wirt Winchester of tuberculosis. So William Wirt Winchester, WWW, Wirt. I love it.
2: Wirt. Oh my God. Wirt Spooner. Sorry. keep
1: going. (laughs) (laughs) These Winchesters are exactly who you think they are. They're the Winchesters of the guns, the gun Winchester people. Yep. So she even got a piece of the Winchester repeater company. And that in that role, she was earning something like $1,000 a day, which is 31K in American dollars today. So she was fucking loaded. A day? A day. A day. Di- in guns. Correct gun sales
2: i'm in the wrong job
1: yeah we got to get into guns we (laughs) got to get into the gun the gun business
2: (laughs) and you know our countries have a market for
3: it so (laughs) yeah yo you can get married at the winchester mystery house
1: you definitely can
3: i'm gonna book tickets for next year we're going
1: it's freaky as shit so to
3: get married yeah Uh, all of us together
1: (laughs) so as wealthy as mary winchester was she wasn't immune to tragedy as her infant daughter had died not long before her husband had died, so she Aww. buys the the farmhouse in 1886 so she can build the house f- of her of her dreams, I guess, or nightmares or whatever. Uh, so she begins construction almost immediately and eventually building it up to a seven floor mansion with two basements. Question, Celeste? Yep.
3: Did did she? Build Are we raising it? our
1: hands now? I just thought we interrupted. Did she build it? <laughs> <laughs> did-
3: did she build it with the intention that the infant daughter and the husband would haunt it?
1: Well, we'll get there to a, to a point. Yes. Cool.
2: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Okay. So it ends up being a 24,000 square foot uh, mansion having 10,000 windows, 2000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 27 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, three elevators, rare for the time but it also had indoor plumbing and running hot water six yeah.
2: kitchens that's ridiculous yeah.
1: yeah no she was one that's person
2: ridiculous yeah that's stupid it has 40 staircases
1: uh 40 f- it has 47 well maybe it has 40
3: not to sure. fact it has 40 so, staircases
1: i i looked at it all a bunch but i mean sure it could be 40 maybe i maybe i added those together by accident maybe it's 40 stairways and seven fireplaces
2: 47 fireplaces Okay. That's too much. You don't need that. How many people live in this house? One. One. <laughs> That's One. stupid.
1: Well, when you have, when you're making the 13 or what was it? Uh, fucking 31K a day.
2: Get a really good
3: blow habit. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> 46 fires just isn't cozy enough. You need that 47.
1: Exactly.
2: No, get a really good blow habit. Hire yourself around the clock prostitutes. Yeah, but you're going to offer them a place to stay. How fucking- But you like- don't need- How many bedrooms did you sign?
1: Uh There is 160 rooms, bedrooms.
3: 160? She can have up to 159 prostitutes there at any given time.
1: Perfect.
0: She's only got one fanny. If you're going to get to this, Richard, I'm sorry, but from what I heard, she was so, like, stricken with grief from her loss that she just never wanted to stop construction on this house. She just kept going.
1: Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, for okay. sure. She, yeah, she, she never actually had any plans for construction, oh. Bo. it's not like she made a plan. She just kept okay. building. All right. All right uh, fine. And when I say kept building uh, from the time she started construction until her death, she had carpenters and contractors working 24 hours a day, all day long, every single fucking day. Did
2: she, okay. Did she raise a single hammer?
1: No. Are you kidding me? She's rich. Then.
2: then okay. Was, nah, prove but, it. I don't know,
3: man. There's check if there's bodies in the wall.
1: The mansion was built Mm -hmm. so haphazardly that some rooms were built over the exterior of the house. So it had windows inside the same room, like to the next room.
3: Nice.
1: All sorts of weird staircases would be added, uh, all different sizes and shapes. Some didn't even lead to rooms. They just go right into a ceiling.
3: Oh, like
2: H.H. Homes.
1: Basically, uh, yeah, H.H. Homes for different purposes, but for sure. Some of the doors did the same, opened right to a wall. Uh, Hallways would turn corners to a dead end. Uh, It was built so fucked up that in 1904, an earthquake hit San Jose so hard that the house was so damaged, uh, it tilted, about to fall over, uh, so bad that they had to take the top three floors off of it. Like, they're like, this is going to break. So they just chopped three floors off the top.
2: And she's like, thank God, another reason to start again.
1: Yeah,
3: that's funny. She's walking up and down the hallways with the contractors and she's like, (laughs) we need a door
2: here. There's no room. (laughs) A door. I said a door.
1: Oh, yeah. We These need
2: stairs of- to go to where I don't. I said stairs. All right. Do you have money?
1: Do you have money? Lots of it. Okay. Come on, boys, get in here, Guido, build her up.
3: Gustavo. <laughs> Let's go. A lot of kids' college funds, probably. Like, good for her. She gave a lot of contractors work to do.
1: Over the forty years that the house, uh, the house was being built upon, rumors swirled that Sarah was trying to build a haunted house. Ooh. She would say she would have daily seances with local mediums to find good spirits that's what she was looking for <laughs> like <a fucking> application. <laughs> yeah, she, exactly she was making Can I say goat- your
2: references
3: please <laughs> yeah. i want one personal reference and one professional, one professional reference,
0: reference. <laughs>
2: yeah. have you ever mm-hmm. haunted anywhere before <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience why did you leave your last haunting <laughs> are you currently employed
1: these good spirits are who she was building the house for, apparently. So the spirits were making the calls on what rooms to build. So like they would get a medium, come in and like super bullshitter, obviously, and be like, I need another fireplace. Only 46. There needs to be a 47th. And she would build them because that's what the good spirit wanted. My God. There's a whole episode to do with her. I'm not doing it today, but uh, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a background on her. She died in ni- 1922. And it finally ended the construction on the house after 40 years, like I said.
3: Oh, that's bullshit. Her ghost is fucking mad as hell, demanding yes! more shit be built. Yeah.
2: Her yeah. ghost is like, my kids should have continued this. Oh no, did she have kids? No, infant daughter died. Never mind, as you were. If you had fucking survived, you could have kept this going. Shh.
1: But if you could just materialize yourself, you could keep this going. Because she definitely yeah. lived there. She was haunted. But whether it's haunted or not. Uh, The house, its strange design and mysterious past was perfect for Disney to steal and make money off the idea. Sorry, Sarah Winchester thought she was haunted and manifested her reality into making a haunted house. Uh, It's just a tourist attraction now. Uh, There's a point when Sarah thought ghosts roamed her halls at night. Since Disney's appropriation of the Winchester house design, haunted houses have effectively sold out since then. All sorts of people are doing them uh, from all walks of life. Some are built uh, in the house that they live in, so people do in their backyard, or for Halloween, or some are just like circus attractions that provide full-time jobs to people. Um, Halloween-themed haunted houses started during the Great Depression.
3: What's the waiting list like to haunt one of these elite houses? Like, should I apply before I die? <laughs>
0: To guarantee myself a spot? <laughs> I would say yes. I've already made that deal with my mom. I'm like, when you die, I need you to haunt this house so that I can make it a bed and breakfast and it's really haunted and I don't have to rig it. I would like to yeah. prehumously apply to haunt this house, please. but where are you going to get your references
3: from you got like I know I don't have any haunting experience I guess I could just like sort of like wander around people's houses for a while and be like well like on like I did it on a volunteer basis
2: I I wasn't professionally doing it but like I've never made any money at it from breaking the law like would you have to just like would we have to put up names of people who are like yeah you
0: can come and practice your haunting here
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, if I there's made an apprenticeship deal
0: with a living person i'd be like you can learn here just like come here in the afterlife and like at least show me that you're making an attempt like if you can throw a book off a shelf oh. or something like show mm. me improvement and we're good like you can learn mm. here in the afterlife like you can do your training here
1: <laughs> i just pictured the sad ghost who's like sick of getting paid in exposure, you know, like I've been haunting for 30 years. I want to get to the big leagues and no one's ever getting them in. You yeah. just can't knock over the goat. Like that's sad. That's the saddest of all the ghosts can't that even haunt sad. properly.
3: I want to fucking haunt the Taj Mahal. we we'll settle down there, buddy. You
0: got to pay your dues <laughs> in Maryland and work your way up. They have to like get yeah. the really good ghost to like write a manual, like Beetlejuice style.
2: And and then you've got to have like a, a big, uh, like a big, African American woman, like, you know, I don't know. What's the chick that plays the girl in Chicago? Like oh, or, Queen latifah like, Yeah, Queen latifah You need a Queen Latifa S ghost to be like walking and go cha and then like take them on the spiritual journey. Hey, hey?
3: Spirit, spirit, I journey. love it. 10 yeah. out of 10.
2: Yeah, to then like elevate them because like it's a movie, right? Like you go, you get the Queen Latifa S ghost walk in and they sing. And then they, you see a montage of them getting better at their ghosting and their haunting. And then all of a sudden, they are given the opportunity to haunt Taj Mahal. Did we just,
3: I think we might have just written the best screenplay of all time.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, did we just corporatize fucking hauntings, but whatever.
3: <laughs> well, no, because corporatizing is like, you. it's like, it's not merit-based, right? It's just, it's about, it's all about who you know. So That's I true. think- you know like the ghost academy
2: uh would be an excellent <laughs> screenplay and the haunt the haunt house academy the whole the haunting the
1: haunters haunted
2: haunters.
0: yeah haunted. i've learned that disney has corporatized it
1: that's true, yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's true. yeah. if they anybody's it right corporatized out. it it's disney disney, did,
1: did disney did it is the ago. least
3: haunted place of all time because they're just like fuck this place well,
2: wait 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 like some ghosties house of the haunted like like a what is that prep school really setting them up for success yeah like ghost I, academy
1: ghost academy like police academy there's got to be a ghost that does sound effects anyways that's a police academy <laughs> it's A whole
3: team to haunt one house it's like all right you're on sound <laughs> you're on making yeah. books fly off shelves you're on smoke for some reason it doesn't come from anywhere but there's smoke you make that weird smell
2: you're the child, you're the, you You manifest into the small girl at the end of the um hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We've just found a way <laughs> to make sure all of the ghosts are working together. Like one ghost in a house just doesn't make any sense. Like that's a lot of work for one ghost. And I know that they don't have a lot else going on and I'm assuming and generalizing, but I don't believe that ghosts would have that much else going on. Right.
3: They don't have well, pets I mean, they want to check in on their family and stuff like that. So they need to have like PCO.
0: Yeah. And annual. Yep. So my burning question now is where in the afterlife are we meeting up to haunt? Like
1: that's a I vote
0: Winchester, but I mean I know that's kind
3: of elite. It's so...
1: gonna be crowded over there. It's gonna kinda of be shitty. dude. Oh yeah, we're gonna do the met the, the dude the dude motel I want for to haunt sure. The haunting the dude. There you we'll go.
2: We'll meet there. We'll
0: meet there in the afterlife.
2: I'd like to haunt. Well, actually, I'll go wherever you guys are because I have no um no vested interest.
3: And we we've already really agreed
0: like. you have PTO, so you can go haunt wherever you want on vacation, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll cover travel. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. we can just like materialize wherever, and we don't have to like travel anymore. Yeah,
2: can we? Can we? What is it? Apparate? Can we do that? Just
0: be like know. apparitions. TBD.
3: But if we can't, we'll cover travel for for seeing our families and things like that. Because then I'd like to haunt a, an airplane. Mm. So you can just go wherever you want because you can't apparate.
1: We're contractors. We're we're haunt contractors. Ha- oh! Contractors?
3: Subcontract out our haunting. We can be substitute haunters. Yeah, it's <laughs>
0: like all right, our ghost is off this week on PTO, and we're like, yeah, no, we got it. Like ghost TSEA where they like check you before you get on the plane. I don't know what they check you for. I don't know. Are you
1: corporal or not? Yeah. They just put your hand through you. Goes through you. Get on the plane.
3: Yeah.
1: If it stops, you're human. You tried to trick us. Get the fuck on Have the plane. you
3: ever dragged
2: somebody down the stairs? No, well,
1: I
3: get
2: what you're saying, because realistically, it's not in our best interests as ghosts to drop a whole plane. Like, we don't want the plane to crash and everybody to die, because then we lose. Like, we don't want that. We want there to be enough speculation that people continue to come back. So I reckon to be able to get on a plane, you have to show that you're not totally malevolent. And you are. Exactly, right? Like, I'm not
3: here to make You're there to just
2: scare people.
0: You know, I'm here to just, like. ghost. Agent mistakes in airports are how these flights go missing. That's the Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle.
2: That's where MH MH two seventy went or whatever it is.
0: Yep, that's what happened. Right. Yep, some ghost was like, "We're done. I'm taking this whole plane with me."
2: Yeah, and they and he lied on his application, and they didn't do enough of a background check. Yeah, it's exactly how it happens. If we just had better control, better regulations around the spirit world. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like this is like Beetlejuice too. Cause there's like a whole society of dead. Like that's part of the Beetlejuice people. There's anyways, where was I? Oh,
3: sorry. Afterlife planning continue.
1: That's okay. And No, no, no. We've got, we've got a whole life ahead of us to figure this out. You
3: don't know that. Eh, yeah. I right. mean, a whole life is speculative.
1: All right. Halloween themed haunted houses uh, actually started popping up before um, Disney took it over during the great depression. Uh, it was a way of distracting the poor youth into not getting into mischief during the Halloween season. Uh, same reason they invented trick-or-treating, a way to bribe the kids into not causing vandalism, property damage, and harassing the public. I didn't know that, so I had to put that in there. I didn't know that's why. There you go. Yeah, people are just fuck shit up and everyone's in the Great Depression, like, we're too poor to fix it, man. Here's some candy. <laughs> like, I love it. Well, they're too poor for candy as well, wouldn't
2: they be? They just gave them, like, soda crackers. Yeah, here's an apple and a dry piece of bread. Fuck off.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, later on, after Disney took it over, certain charities started to see the value of haunted houses and decided to get into the scare game. In the 70s, the JCS charity began decorating abandoned buildings or fields as haunted attractions to raise money. Money. What are the JCS? You ask. Uh, the first time I ever uh, heard about the JCS was with the, Jay- the John Wayne Gacy story. Uh, Junior you guys remember this? Yes, and he was a big part member of the JCS. So was young that right? men. Yeah, it's something like that. It's uh, it's J-A-Y-C-E-E. I don't know if it's junior Christians, but they were young men. They're all like 18 to 25.
3: bait Christians.
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically just volunteer their time to help out like around the community. It was like a good way to like get into politics. Little did I know, Gacy, he was into the whole building a haunted house. He could have just brought them to his house. He had the Mm. worst haunted house of all. I'm sure there's little children in there haunting. Well, I guess it's torn down, but that would have been a very bad haunted house. The Jaycees became so well-known for their charity haunts that two members of the Bloomingdale chapter, Bloomingdale, Illinois chapter of the Jaycees, Jim Gould and Tom Hillegoss, decided to write a book on how to make haunted houses in 1975. It had ideas for where to set up haunted houses.
3: Step one, buy a house. Step two, die in it. Step three: melt through the floor. (laughs) Uh, Optional. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, It had ideas on how to where to set up the haunted house, Uh, FX makeup used in these hauntings, and many great marketing strategies. Um, Twenty thousand copies of their book was sold, and Gould and Hillagos became the first experts on haunted houses. Gould and Hillagos formed the haunted house company, and were very successful in selling all things haunted house related. The same stuff that they had in their books, like special effects makeup, costumes, lighting, marketing materials. Fun fact, these guys are also the two that created Santa's Village, the first Santa's Village ever. That
2: feels a little off-brand. Yeah, it is. is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Got her. You (laughs) quick draw, Celeste.
2: That's smart. Get both sides of the market. For sure. Smart. That's like quarter of the year
3: of the market there are other did they also have like fourth of july town and valentine's uh <laughs> suburb
1: they they oh maybe they created like the big swan things the the love swan oh, things the pedal in yeah. yeah the saint patrick yeah they invented like green beer too lots of green beer and so pubs. they just
3: they just cornered the market on the holidays
1: yeah and and, and
2: Smart. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, Gould and Hiligas fireworks for all your 4th of July explosions.
2: But then they could make sure that the explosions are malfunctioning and then have more for their haunted house.
1: Right. It's a a never-ending cycle of holiday cheer Uh, and fear. (laughs) Um, Ah, Santaville.
2: Santaville.
3: It's all (laughs) designed, right? Because the reindeers can give them rabies. And then on Saint Patrick's Day, the green beer is actually just like straight up arsenic. And then on what was the other one? Valentine's Day. Uh, I mean, it's hard. The boat sinks. The boat sinks. Right, the swan boats can sink. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or just broken hearts.
1: Well, here this fake haunted houses have uh, had real horrors in the past. On May eleventh, nineteen eighty four, the haunted castle at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey, caught fire.
3: At a boy, yeah, mission oriented.
1: There you go. They did it. The attraction set up. It was set up in 1979 as a temporary attraction, but it lasted uh, at the park for five years in its temporary, temporary state. The haunted castle was just a spooky maze, and it would have visitors travel through narrow corridors and until you got to the end of the maze. It was dark, spooky sounding, and costume workers would come out and scare the fuck out of you as you pass through. Kind of what you were describing earlier, uh, Dingus, from your experience, right? Uh, one got one guest got so scared of how dark it was and pulled out their lighter to help illuminate their way Uh the lighter lit up the padded foam lining of the interior of the maze Um, this happened around 6 35 p.m and the fire quickly spread throughout the attraction the fire department was called and the fire was put out by 7 45 so an hour and 10 minutes
3: i bet it's like even works out even though like I mean, if they hadn't padded the walls, then people would have just like cracked their skulls open trying to run in the dark. So it would have worked out about even, I think.
1: There was 30 people in the attraction at the time and the blaze, uh, most of the people got out. Um, seven people were treated for smoke inhalation while another eight weren't that lucky. They got trapped inside and most were burned so badly that they're unrecognizable.
3: Was lighter guy one of them?
1: Yes, I believe so.
3: Um, Uh, it's forever now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the eight victims were all between the ages of 15 and 18.
3: Oh, that's not great. They just went there to get some fucking necking on the way home. That's sad.
1: Finger blasting. Now, out of the sure. eight, seven of the victims were discovered in a corridor near the exit. So they couldn't, they were just, they were so close. They just,
3: oh, like that movie theater.
1: Basically, yeah. Uh, six Flag and two other managers were sued for aggravated manslaughter uh, it took 13 hours of deliberation for the jury to decide that six Flag was not responsible for the fire because they were just following the laws that were required to follow when it came to temporary structures within the Jackson township's building code this tragedy prompted a new section of the building code in the National Fire Protection Association entitled special provisions for special amusement buildings so they just made it super generic special yeah this now requires special attractions of such a type they would need the sprinkler system smoke alarms uh, amongst the other things so if they just would have had sprinklers in there these kids probably would have survived.
3: halon i would have fucked up real good that would have got everybody yep question yep where is six flags
1: this one the one that this happened at it was in new jersey
3: that's very american I feel like that wouldn't slide here. We'd be like, I don't care if it wasn't your fault. Fuck you. Pay out. Oh, for sure. Not Mm. in America.
1: Plus it was in the set, like Mm -hmm. the the early 80s too. It's a little different time. People were like, you fucking did work hard enough or whatever. They just, Bay Street. I don't know what the fuck they're saying back then. But yeah, so as the horror genre of movies and media changed uh, over the years, so has the haunted attraction. Uh, There's many old style attractions out there like the Disney haunted mansion, but there are new Gore slash survival themed attractions that are out there today. Uh, they call them extreme haunted houses. Most of these are full contact experiences with weird, terrifying, yet sexual fetish type things going on inside of them. uh I'm, I'm like going through all the websites for these places. I uh, think these I haunts need to
2: change jobs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think if this is the definition. My, I might my house might be an extreme haunted house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's just, when when I was reading the websites, it's just always, it says like, there'll be nudity, not for kids.
3: Oh, there's just like ladies covered in blood running around with their tits
2: out. That's awesome.
3: Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. Some of them make you sign waivers before you can even participate. I've
2: heard that.
1: There's one called Blackout that's in New York City and it's toured all over LA and San Francisco, all over the States, really. Uh, Elijah Wood and Gilmero del Toro. Both loved one in Pittsburgh called Scare House, the basement. Castle of Chaos in Midvale, Utah offers participants five levels of fear. All right, lowest level of fear, you can stave off monsters with your glow stick. At the highest level of fear, you can get dragged through doorways. The actors. <laughs> All right, yeah.
3: it's fucking on, crack.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: All the monsters are like, oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Melvin. We got these guys. All right. Um, (laughs) Get out your glow stick. They're getting close. I can smell them. Well, well.
2: (laughs) Well, we're all assuming that they're those tiny glow sticks. We could be like, they could be this big and this big and you crack them and then crack the person.
1: (laughs) You only have to tell you the glow stick runs out to get out or you die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the middle school level. Is like the base level, the first
1: one. Uh, at the highest level, level five, you can get dragged through doorways. The actors could potentially pick you up, and even perhaps the actors will restrain you with various items like zip ties or oh. uh, handcuffs or oh, shit like that. Good luck with
3: that. Nobody's kidnapping me.
2: Fat power, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's
0: out. You're right up my alley now. This is sounding a little closer to what I'd be interested in. Do You know how many people yeah. have completed that like top tier for them for that hunt. Oh, house?
1: you're asking me? I thought you would looked it up. No, I, I think I think everyone completes these. It's not like uh, yeah. Like honestly, no. I think I, when I was looking at these, most of these 99.99% of these look like they're just a lot of fun. Honestly, I think I would have a great time.
3: Do you work your way up through the tiers? Like, do you start with slaying monsters? With no, you can and then you can work pick. your way up. No, you just, okay. I'd like to do all of them. And if you survive, Definitely. you get to the top tier and then you like fight the boss and they give you like 50
1: bucks. Yeah, there's a boss ghost at the end. <laughs> Two glow sticks, like... <laughs> <anyways>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Working through the tears is actually like a play on words because you've got to work through your tears.
1: <laughs> now we're getting, I'm sorry, I did this huge buildup, but I just got so into the fucking haunted house thing. Mm. But now we're going to talk about what we're actually going to talk about today.
3: Yeah, that was, that was great. I learned a lot about what I want after I die. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> will updated tonight. <laughs> today, we're going to tell you about a little bit crazy one. Today, we're going to talk about McKamey Manor. All right. Some people call this the Look most at
3: extreme... she knows yes. right what you're gonna
0: talk about. Knows... <laughs> the minute. I, yeah. I just knew it. Just knew it. Uh,
1: some people call it the most <laughs> extreme haunted house in the world. So I have a little a couple visual aids for today. Yes. Um, oh, let's let's start off with McCayman Manor so you guys can hear and see what this is how he advertises it. Okay. I think this is the one. I hope I we'll have it. Right.
3: Care! I am here to hurt you! I
1: can't do it! I can't do it! I
0: can't do it!
3: No, no, I can't do it! 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 I wanna get out
1: of here! I can't
3: do it!
0: I just
1: want to go home to my
3: grandmother, my daughter, my husband. Please, please, they want me home too. They want me home. They don't want me here.
1: You won't make it through. You won't make it through. It's too much. It's too much. I got it. I got I That sucks. It
0: sucks. I want to go home. I'm leaving McKamee Manor. Thank God. Do not come here.
3: Please let me help. No one should be here, it's horrible. HAHA <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's every possible horror movie there is, and you could combine it all in one,
1: and this would be that'd be it. It would be a manor, right there. Oh,
3: um,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. but,
2: but the stake in the spine just feels like I've walked outside. But those cockroaches, no fucking thank you, crawling in my mouth. Go fuck yourself. I don't want anything to do uh, with that. See you later.
1: That is a terrifying video. I don't care what anyone says. That is not, doesn't look fun. That just looks like a bad time. But I love how... what I do want to mention before I continue here is that this was like a lighthearted what are we going to do after we die thing until I showed that video and the horrified faces of Celeste and Bo were amazing. <laughs> I was just watching. <laughs> Dingus already knew it was coming. So Dingus, so I could tell Dingus, you two were like, what the fuck just happened?
2: It was the dude with the fingers <laughs> the in wrench, his mouth. Not the one with the <laughs> wrench. With They <laughs> had the wrench clipped onto the inside of his mouth.
3: Not- fu- I would literally be like, I would hurt people there. I would hurt yeah, the people there trying to do I would get very, very thing. cross. All right. I would get very cross. <laughs> i get so cross. I've
0: never seen that exact <laughs> video, but like, I just thought it was hilarious. I, I think it's hilarious that one lady who's like, I just want to be back to my grandbabies. They don't want me here either. You signed up for this. Yeah, you, that... you signed the waiver and you paid these people to do this. Like, what are you talking uh,
1: Before I go too far yeah. into what we just saw there, I just wanted you guys to understand why I got into haunted houses. That. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is this? Molly showed me this. She was on TikTok. She's like, you ever do an episode on McKamey Manor? I'm like, what is it? McKamey Manor? I'm like, what are you watching on TikTok give me your fucking electronics
0: (laughs) get over tiktok now
1: yeah no more like no more tiktok
0: oh i can only imagine i can only imagine as a parent you yeah
1: no i don't want to be
0: here i don't want to be here please let me go what are you watching
2: (laughs) that was fucked that was absolutely
0: fucked but she came in clutch with the episode so you gotta give her that
1: (laughs) I, I, there's no point in fucking policing it to that extent because like at certain point they're just going to get there anyway
2: and you can't do you know that we actually have disabled three times we have disabled youtube on gabe's tablet and he is five and keeps downloading it yep. like three times we've disabled it that little yeah, fuck nice. knows how to get in there and upload
1: it and guess and what I
2: walk in and i hear all this sh- like he doesn't act- He just watched stupid youtube like he actually doesn't watch too much but there was one time that he was watching a sonic thing that they just cut to sonic that was like a drawn like sonic had teeth and he was eating the corpse of something and i was like no
1: that's sonic you
2: yeah no it's a thing it's
3: it's called sonic.exe it's a big thing jack knows all about it
1: yeah i, I my ears are up molly showed me this okay i'm gonna look into this and i started doing it so let's get let's start at the start here the guy who owns this is a guy named russ McCamey, okay Apparently he's been fascinated with haunted houses his entire life. That's what he says ever since he's been, as a child, ever since he went trick or treating with his parents, one time with his dad, he saw a makeshift cardboard haunted maze on someone's lawn. And then he had to like crawl through it to get to the bowl of candy, scared the shit out of him as a kid. Loved being haunted ever since. Okay. Is Part
3: of it. Does he McKay me on your face? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
1: I, I don't know. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with yes. I, I, uh, I was just going to breeze past my fault. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. Uh, I
3: don't know.
0: I'll let you know. I'm signed up. <laughs> where I, where uh, is it? Where is this place?
1: Tennessee. Now we'll get into it. It moved all over. Is that, place. Have you been? I
0: don't been? Remember what town it's in. No. But I haven't been to McKamey Manor. Go No, I'm not going to sign up for that. No, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not strong enough to handle that. I'm gonna tell
3: you right now. Mm. So this is just McCabe Manor straight up. This is, everybody gets the same experience.
1: Mm, to a point. We'll, well, he has. Okay, we'll get to it because he he has that different easy. haunts every couple of years. No, it's all good.
3: This isn't haunting though. This is like
1: what abuse.
3: Yeah, this physical is a, abuse. This <laughs> is haunted. Well, this is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in real life. That's horror. No, it's consent, though. You got consent, so yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah. horror house is a little bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah I guess it's, it's yes. Okay, so try to dig on Russ McCabe. He's not that popular of a guy, so there's not really that much on the internet of him. So we have a lot there's of a one bit.
2: star reviews. Haunted house sucked. They put cockroaches in my house. I shat myself. It's not- I shit myself in your thing. It they wouldn't fun. let me go home to my grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right well uh, i'm not even going to say anything on that because we'll see so there's not really much about his early life there's a few things i did find out about him though by digging all over the fucking place okay so he's he's in love with acting he's he took theater studies in college before joining the navy all right uh he was in the navy for 23 years
2: so he's gay yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) coming from the gay person i guess that's true
2: (laughs) Oh no, he me on
3: the poop deck with the seamen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good.
2: Anyway.
1: He was also like, while he was uh, at sea or whatever, he was haunting people on board his ships. So he would make haunted houses on the ship.
2: So no one liked him. Yeah. Yep.
1: Make ship- <laughs> no, they, uh, people loved it, that he did that shit. He would make it with haunted ships that are on board. After the Navy, after his 23 years in the Navy, you already started McCamey Manor a little bit before, but... He became a wedding singer. Here's a video of that.
0: I'm so what fucking glad sad. that after saying what he was a wedding singer, happening? you're like, here's a video of that. Like, thank God. You came yeah, in here, so clutch. Here's and, a video of that. Share, share with ready, audio. You know, share yeah. with audio.
2: I need to hear this.
1: Uh, this is the only thing I could find of him singing. It's yeah. not at a wedding. But here it comes. This is dedicated
2: to uh, only the- <laughs>
3: oh look he's so into it he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans at someone's wedding this
1: isn't a wedding this is the only it's the only thing i can find of him. This it's the only thing i can find of him singing i couldn't find him actually singing at a wedding Uh, but this is him at karaoke, but my God.
2: (laughs) it's
1: It's so fucking cringy. I love it. Um, I don't know how much music we should play because they're probably going to fucking copyright fuck us on YouTube again.
0: That is what every shitty little dive bar in Tennessee looks like. Every single one of them.
1: (laughs) I I love that he's a wedding singer. I find that hilarious.
0: What a career change.
1: Yeah. Around 2000, Russ opened up his suburban home in San Diego.
3: No, sorry. Just a second, Beau. Not a career change at all. He went from making people extremely uncomfortable to making people extremely uncomfortable. Just
2: yeah. two different ways <laughs> no you're wrong
3: i was wrong yeah it's all the same end game
1: i think that's the game guys making people uncomfortable yeah. um so around 2000 russ opened up his suburban home in san diego with the goal of creating the craziest scariest and most entertaining haunted house experience uh at this point he's still in the navy okay there's even i found another article that said russ had some sort form of McK- some form of McCamey manor as far back as 1989 McCamey manor started in his san diego backyard in fact for those 11 years between 89 and 2000 he and his partner carol schultz had been doing haunts out of their house each year the haunts would evolve to be longer scarier and more elaborate at first the attraction was for just kids like a fun halloween house that we all know and love
3: what did he put in their mouths
1: uh, mm. he McCain eat all over their costumed yeah. little bodies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he made them into a mummy, uh. he was covering them in rope.
2: <laughs> I didn't say he'd uh, rope. I think you mean toilet paper. <laughs> That's what I said. Celeste made it
1: work, chucking Chuck ropes, chucking ropes. Anyways, Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man <laughs> made, made them all Spider Man. You want to see it
3: work, just like yeah there you
1: go so as the years passed the attraction got more and more elaborate then the attractions started to get rougher and rougher for the adults that would bring their kids then eventually rush just got rid of the kid attraction and the hunt became for strictly adults They're
3: coming with their kids like some dude like I mean. fucking bitch slapping them across yeah.
1: the <laughs> oh no and, I- I- it's not and it's not like this weird sexual element like the haunts i mentioned earlier oh it because- for
3: sure is I I
1: don't think so. This guy, uh, he has a weird. You're right. There's a weird power thing for him there, but I don't think it's for jerking off. I think it's just for like power. No,
2: he does it after. He doesn't do it at the same time. He McCamey's later.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. McCamey's all over his Schultz later. Yeah, it's not really a sexual thing, I don't think, but maybe maybe you're right. Russ decided to change to more extreme haunt because when he was doing the kids' haunted house, he was video- he videotapes them all, by the way. He videotapes all his haunts, or he calls them haunts, his horrors, or whatever the fuck you want to call them. And he them.
2: felt well, guilty I mean, about jerking off to children getting yeah, scared, so he went, I need to go and see more scared. Like This room. is going to put me in
3: prison. Let's change up the strategy a little bit. Talk to me about your grandbaby. Oh. Uh.
1: <laughs> 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 All the comments on the videos that he would post for the kids ones were the people being like, Oh dude, these are good with the adult part. Like just videotape to get rid of the kids once. So Russ claims he's a performer. That's what, that's what he keeps saying. I'm a, I'm an actor. When I do this, it's acting. And as a performer, all he wants is a larger audience. So he drops the kid thing to beat for attention. Like he wants attention. That's what I think. He's a fucking, that's what I want. I want more people to listen to the show. I like to do performances as a performer attention. You know, that's what I think
3: as a masochist (laughs) 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 counteroffer, he is a performer, but he was tired of being a full-time performer and went to being a part-time performer by torturing people most of the time. And then pretending to be normal the rest of the time.
1: Sure. It's true. Like, I don't, I don't get this guy. Like he looks like an ex Navy conservative dork. He's got a brush cut and he says stuff Mm -hmm. like rascal and critter. He doesn't like cuss words. He says that I don't like swearing. Don't swear all right
3: if he heard you saying these things
2: about him the
1: stuff oh, he would do mad. to your mouth oh for yeah. sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this just feels like <laughs> an extreme based scene in a bdsm dungeon that's what it sounds like to me i'm just i'm point. just saying for there sure. is there like there are people who do bdsm solely based on making people fearful and then they go finish themselves
0: off later
1: could be could be I tried to join their Facebook group there's three questions a bunch of rules one of the rules was no cussing uh, on the <laughs> Facebook page at all. Uh, I said okay and then they asked me my top 10 favorite horror movies and I filled all that out five seconds later I DM Russ because I found him and I said dude I want to interview you let's get in inter- let's can I talk to you because I don't uh, I'll get to why I want to talk to him but he didn't message me back and declined me from the group. Let's just keep oh. it there. Russ talks like a used car salesman too. Uh, he doesn't seem scary at all. This guy seems like a fucking dink. Let me get you sure. in this
2: coffin. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. So. So, so
2: does that mean, like, is he so ha- staunchly against, like, swearing, like, when his victims are in his house? And they're like, fuck, he's <laughs> like, lights on, on, this person is uh, not allowed to get haunted anymore. Stop it. They swore out.
1: I'll tell you more about the waiver later, but in the okay. waiver, no cussing. So if you, if you cuss, he will stop the hunt and he will kick you up. You were done.
3: Well, it's like a get out of jail, like fuck card. So, I mean,
2: what's the problem? I want to leave. I want to leave. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Then he lied when it said no safe words in the ad. He lied. The safe word is any swear word. Liar.
1: What he'll probably do is put a gag in your fucking mouth. You start swearing. You want to swear? You're not talking anymore. Well,
2: no Australian could go there
1: you want to swear here's a cockroach in your mouth
3: i would chew up the cockroach and spit it on their face
1: yeah probably i wouldn't i'd be fucking freaked right out
3: i'd be mad i'd be mad the whole way through i just go through pissed as hell
1: I'll show you guys a video of Russ in a bit, but he just doesn't seem like a guy that would run a haunted house like this. Maybe it's just my stereotype brain, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. He just seems like a nerd, a little dork. So Russ describes McKamey Manor as survivor horror horror challenge. Survival horror challenge. Calls it one of the most extreme haunted houses on the planet. You saw the the, the video, right? That's from his website.
3: This isn't something you want to do.
1: Yeah. This Manor is actually featured in the last segment of the final episode of Dark Tourist on Netflix. Uh, it's also part of the documentary Haunters, The Art of the Scare. Um, so the manor is infamous and for good reason. When McKamey Manor first opened, unlike its contemporaries, there are no safe words, like you guys said earlier. Uh,
2: liar. I say, I say cunt, I'm out.
1: Even though, uh, th- but that's the thing. Like, he says there's no safe words, but there's no safe words before. Now that he says there's safe words, when he started up, there's lots of rules to experience McKamey Manor, okay? You have to be 21 years of age, 19 or 20 with your parents' signature.
3: (laughs) Mom, I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. 20 years old. Mom, I need your signature though.
1: Yeah, I want to go get fucking cockroaches stuffed down my face.
3: I want those big, beefy fingers in my mouth.
1: Rusty Boy calls the matter very PG, very PG. Meaning there's no swearing, no drinking, no smoking, no running, no eating, no touching the actors or no touching the props.
3: So if I chew the cockroaches, I'll get kicked out?
1: Probably. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure.
3: Stop eating that. Fuck you. Stop (laughs) swearing. No. (laughs) I don't know if very
2: PG is the right, like, but I, I feel like there's not really a committee focused on classifications of this sort of thing. So I reckon, you know, he can name it what he wants really. Yeah,
1: that's that's what he calls it, but I don't call that PG. You Before you go, you have to get a letter from a doctor saying that you're physically and mentally able to participate. <laughs> you must show proof of medical insurance. It's a background check. And when you arrive, you have to pass a drug test on the spot. After all that, Russ spends four hours with potential participants getting them to sign waivers. The waiver says that the show can last up to 36 hours.
3: Oh, he is a dork. He just really likes watching people fill out forms. He spends four hours with them? 36, 36
2: hours?
1: We'll, we'll get to why he spends four hours. I have a theory on that. As they're signing the waivers, the potential participants must read them out loud so that he is clear that the potential participants know exactly what is about to happen. Do
3: they each, like, take
2: turns? Yeah. They, like... they each have a sentence.
1: All right, Barbara, you go. That's why it takes four hours. There's a list of things on the waiver that could potentially happen during the tour, like getting your head shaven, getting your fingers put in a mousetrap, possible broken bones up to teeth or nails getting pulled.
2: <gasps> what? No, not my teeth.
1: Now, oh, I've, got my the, I've got the waiver. He doesn't want this to be out, but I found the waiver. Uh, let me show you guys. Let me read you guys a little bit more from the waiver. I'll just give you guys some of the there's 140 different rules. Okay. I'll just read a couple just so you can understand what's going on here.
3: No, 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 no. Sorry. No, not a couple. I want all of it.
1: It's 140 of them. I'm not reading them all. Participant agrees to partake if selected to participate in a height stunt that involves walking a plank 25 feet above the ground without a safety net. Uh, Participant agrees and acknowledges that they are responsible whether they quit the activity or not for bringing all equipment and materials back to the van.
3: (laughs) So when you're done, you have to take it down.
1: Yeah. Participant agrees that and understands that it's quite possible they will become in contact with raw sewage. Participant fully understands that they may incur injuries from exposed screws or other protrusions, which may result in lacerations or bruises. Participant fully understands and agrees uh, that being scared, having a panic attack, etc. does not count as a serious injury. Participant fully understands and agrees that the tour may include uh, the use of hip hypodermic needles zappers <gasps> tasers or dog shock collars participant fully understands uh-huh. and agrees that they may be crushed in a pit of various ob- by various objects i'm just saying he puts every possibility of a thing that he could in here makes them read this all of them do you want to see them i'll send them to you right i want
0: to i want to see that
2: here. surely this wow. is just for shock i don't think he, the house is the house behind you like d- he doesn't have a 25 foot house, does he? That video um, confirms the Rossu. Well,
0: thing even in that sure. video, there was a clip of like a wrench in a dude's mouth. You know, like it looked like they were going to pull his tooth to me.
1: Out of the 140 ish scenarios, uh, the participant is told that they can take off two scenarios from the waiver and those will be off limits. The other 138 will be on limits, will be fair game, giver. So basically, what I think he does, I think the hot starts there. I think he gives, puts this all the shit in your brain. Yeah. Like all this bad shit can be happening to you. And it just starts the fear before he even starts it started. Cause I don't think he's going to fucking rip someone's teeth out. I think he's going to scare you and think of the teeth are going to come out. So yeah, this is all just like the, the, what I said about the medical condition, stuff like that. We'll get into the rules. Like in a second here, medication photographs and video footage. So participant also hereby gives their consent to McKamey matter and Russ McKamey and other associates of McKamey matter to photograph, film, videotape, use, reproduce, publish images. And a participant may leave MM with bumps, bruises, cuts, and other possible injuries, including possible broken bones. Participant understands that injuries are never on purpose and MM and participant is fully aware of the risk and takes full responsibility. Participant fully understands that MM is not a fight club and will refrain at all times from fighting with the actors (laughs)
3: Yeah,
1: fuck that. <laughs> participant was warned numerous times about the intensity of MM by the owners and other members of the crew that you really don't want to do this. Capitalized. Participant agrees and understands that your life is, uh, in reality, is not in danger and is just a game. Participant agrees that and understands that during the tour, the participant is in a van. They will not be secured by a seatbelt or any other safety device.
2: No, no. Just, <laughs> what if I scratch that one off? Get this. <laughs> <laughs> You can
0: shit in my mouth but don't you dare put me in there with a seat without a seatbelt. That's too far. Yeah, see, 24. The participant understands and agrees that they are never being held against their will. Yeah. Uh, wow. uh they were never threatened for real. They, he
1: he puts it in there but then he also says he'll fucking eat snakes or something.
3: I'm going to pick my mm-hmm. two and I'm going to get back to you guys later.
1: Russ films the entire encounter so that he can upload the video afterwards. I think some of them are live streamed on Facebook or somewhere else. I couldn't find them on his Facebook because fuck that last thing. He, anyways, I, I didn't see any on Facebook
3: because he didn't let you yeah, in.
1: That's the thing. I he didn't let me in the group. I think he films partly to show authorities that nothing nefarious or illegal is going on at what he calls the show, because most people attend the show are just obsessed with horror or just straight up adrenaline junkies who participate in all sorts of extreme sports. Uh, the one guy that was on the Netflix documentary series, Dark Tourist, he was like, he swam with sharks, ran marathons, bungee jumped, uh, skydived, all sorts of gentlemen junkie shit. He didn't last an hour before quitting. He was done. Uh, there's an interview with Russ McCamy from The Guardian where you see his family and his dogs running around. They're screaming in the distant backyard as the kids are playing hopscotch or wherever the fuck out front. The kids are running around the house as if no one's screaming in the backyard, like it's a fucking whatever. The interviewer asked the kids what they think their dad does and what he thinks he does. And they answer, it's because he likes torture, is what they said. So here is that little portion of that video, um, just so we can, we can have the clip of that. But this is just an idea of how normalized this is around the fucking house. Get her in there, get her in there. Get her
0: up, get her up, get her up. Get
1: her up. Throw her in.
0: Get her in there. Get her in there. Come in this side, Rachel. Watch her for her neck! Watch out for her neck. Watch out for neck. Watch her for neck.
1: Her for neck. Oh, God, no! You're not going to do that! Stop complaining, Christina! Oh, no! Amen! What do you guys think of McKamey Manor? Uh, torture. Torture? <laughs> Scary. Why do you
0: think they do it? I don't know. But well, we see our dad watching <laughs> videos on YouTube of it. Why do you think your dad likes it? Because he, likes, he likes to be people. tortured. And he likes being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Wow. Um, there's that, that whole video I'll post with the, the show notes. Um, this Guardian article, get it. it shows how it used to be. It's a little bit different now, so I didn't really want to get into too much of how.
3: The actor said, bitch. "Yeah, they're
1: allowed to swear. The people in the thing aren't allowed to swear back at them. Like they're allowed to hit you. You're not allowed to hit them. They're allowed to fucking put cockroaches. It's not a fair fight. <laughs> it's the that's why it's terrifying. You're powerless." Shut up, Christina. Yeah. Hush up, Christina. Watch for her
2: head. Watch Who her said head. watch out for yeah. her neck? That that was the scary bit for me. Watch for her neck. What are you going to
3: do to my neck?
1: <laughs> it was probably Russ, honestly. Oh,
3: my neck. No, no, no. Be mm-hmm. gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> this is like some calm guy <laughs> standing over all your torture going, hey. You know, come not now. so hard.
1: Yeah. Not, not so hard. Not so rough. That's not so hard. rough. Hey, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> You're hurting her.
1: You're hurting her. Hey, hard. stop. Remember what happened last time? Remember what happened last time? <laughs> Accidents happen. Uh, this video was posted in October 2015. Uh, he was still operating in his backyard back then. In 2015, after being... Uh, laid off from the Navy is what I wrote. I don't know if he got quit. I think it said laid off. I don't really understand how that works, but he got laid off from the Navy uh, and he decided to want to bring the manor to more of a commercial thing because the manor was run out of Russ's backyard. McKamey Manor wasn't run as a business. So all the business regulations you'd have to follow were out the door. Uh, The tour didn't cost any money. The only thing Russ asks for is a 50 pound bag of dog food for his many dogs. And it's not like he has to claim a 50 pound bag of dog on his taxes or dog food on his taxes.
3: <laughs> 50 pound bag bag of dog, dog
1: food on his taxes. <laughs> he used to be part of an animal sanctuary called uh Project Greyhound, but he's not doing that anymore. He just has a shit ton of dogs. So he just asks for a 50 pound bag of dog food. Oh, well,
2: it's smart. Dog food's expensive.
1: In one of the videos, I don't know if this is all of the haunts, but at a certain point, he was just asking participants to wear a onesie for the haunt. So you had to buy yourself a onesie, uh, bring a 50 pound bag of thing, all those other rules and pre-screen, like I said, and then he books maybe one or two people per weekend. That's it. He doesn't like to bring group, big groups in the haunts because when you are alone or in pairs, you lose the mental thing of having safety in numbers you're by yourself or you're just with one person
3: also you could probably kick the shit out exactly. of Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh then the fear can really set in. Uh then he claims to have he claims he has 27,000 people on a waiting list to come experience the thrill. Uh I've also seen it as low as 17,000 but I mean that's a lot of people on a waiting list.
2: Seventeen thousand is still not a short waiting list. <laughs> and if you're only does two a weekend, you fucking by the time you get there, you're 87, you have a heart attack and die.
1: <laughs> He'll never get there. He'll never get there. I, I have a feeling he screens out for the smarter people. He takes the smarter people out of the pile and he takes the dumber ones that are gonna actually come and not tell on him. That's what I think. I don't know though. I think he just screens them very well. Like I said at the top of the episode haunts are big business so russ wanted to cash in however san diego regulations didn't allow him to open up this type of business so he had to move states uh rumors were that he was going to move to McLean'sboro, illinois but they got word of what he was going to set up there and within a a year of his haunt business opening it was run out of whatever fucking shop he was trying They, they made bylaws so he couldn't open up there so the town created a petition instantaneous in McLean'sboro. And this is around the time the dark tourist and the haunters art of the scare was hanging out with him. So with all the backlash from McLeansboro, he didn't want to scare off the TV show or the documentary. So he pulls out last minute and his landlord at the time was fucking pissed. There's an interview of her being like, I, I thought we had a deal. I thought he was coming to move in. He didn't even come like she's super mad. Like everybody else is like, thank God, get this fucking asshole out of here. Her, I want him rent. I, I just liked her. <laughs> So he ended up in Summertown, Tennessee, and Huntsville, Alabama. So he's in Alabama as well. His Huntsville location is very secretive. Russ doesn't talk about it at all. He just talks about it a little bit here and there. Uh, Summerton, or Summertown, is a small town with a population of 866.
2: And all of them work there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: He didn't end up commercializing the show. He still has the same format, except he has a bigger property. Uh, I tried to figure out how big his property is in Summerton, but from what I can see from reports, it's pretty fucking huge. It's a big field. Um, he'll, he still only charges dog food. I think the business model is now for views and infamy, maybe another stream of revenue that I have in there. I don't think it's all YouTube revenue. I think there's another stream of revenue that no one really hits upon, but this is my guess. We'll get into that in a little bit. I don't know when him and Carol Schultz broke up either, but I know he has a new girlfriend named Holly and she helps him with the haunts in Summertown. Now, like I showed you in the video, this isn't a typical haunt. Russ claims the whole thing as a show. All right. He, one of his actors is a six foot five dude, and he's pretty terrifying presence with all his fucking look. This is the actors or some of the actors This is that six foot seven dude. He's pretty scary in the dark. I wouldn't be, uh, but they dress up all fucked up like that. Like scary, like that, like uh Bella clavas on. I forget where I have a listening audience, Bella clavas and ripped up clothes covered in fucking fake blood. Uh, weapons in their hands, coveralls, jeans. It, it's kind of scary. Uh, I'm not really sure how many people work there in total, but they do have a whole cast of what Russ calls actors and they make up what looks like a uh, movie set quality costumes and prosthetics. Like when you were looking at that video, that shit looks real, looks scary as fuck. All right. And they will get physical. Russ says that there uh, will be bruises, cuts, sprains. We talked about that earlier. Maybe broken bones. No one ever died.
2: That's been reported.
1: That's been reported. Uh, But they have had someone have a heart attack while in the show. Russ calls it exciting when it happened. He was like, oh, that was an exciting time. We had the heart attack. And then he blames the guy. He says, well, it's because he didn't disclose his previous medical history like he's supposed to. He lied about it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Now, if you could have gotten through the whole 10-hour desolation tour, which was like in 2018, 2017, 2018, McKamey was offering a $20,000 prize.
3: And someone did
1: that. No one ever won the money. Uh, the average time people made it through the manor is eight minutes. That's how long most people make it. Eight whole minutes. I think it's four hours and eight minutes because that whole fucking reading of the thing, I think is part of the tour personally. But eight minutes is what he claims.
2: Oh, look, if it was $20,000 on the end, if I would just close my eyes. And
1: <laughs> I don't know if you could, man. I don't know if you could. He'll fu- he'll waterboard just sit
2: down and make the move
1: me. <laughs> He'll he'll dunk your head in fucking water and tell you there's alligators there. And you'll believe him because he's got in your head. Now, he took the $20,000 off the table recently enough, I think in 2020, uh, because he said that he had to take the reward away because it was attracting the wrong type of people. Uh, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? It's just people who were there for just the money.
3: People that can actually do That's it. what I mean,
1: exactly. Not for the love of being tortured, I guess. Like people, the, the other people just go there because they want to get fucking whipped.
3: That's true, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, that's why they're yeah, doing it it's, now. Not,
1: it's not only the kids say the manners all about torture. They're critics of the manner that think Russ is only in it for torture, not for the fun experience of scaring people like he claims.
3: It's the same thing. You said the same yeah. thing not you richard oh no you you said torture and the fun experience of scaring people that's exactly yeah yeah
1: but i mean when you go to the the haunted mansion that's a fun experience of getting scared it's not torture you know the people that work there are just a job it's not to jerk off to after you know
2: do you know
3: how hard it is to find good torture this day and age
1: excruciatingly
3: it's very hard you basically have to commit war crimes and you can't be white As a white person, you are pretty much strictly not allowed to be tortured. That's
1: true. Not anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, Russ will do it for you.
1: Uh, Yeah, if you sign up for sure.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Police. uh, Sorry. Others describe it as legal torture um, because he gets away with it. Police have been called on Russ and his manner in Tennessee many times. Police came to the house one time after neighbors saw someone getting dragged behind a fucking car. As part of a show, Rush showed the police that it was just a special effect for something he was filming and the neighbors had to chill out. Another neighbor called the police after hearing multitude of screams. Police went there and Russ said, it's just part of the haunt. So in the first few months of Summer 10, police were called, uh, I can't figure out the exact number, but over 10 times. Police have been called so many times that before Russ puts on a haunt now, he, call, he call, pre-calls the police and tells them, I'm putting on a haunt, don't worry about it. That sounds shady as fuck. Don't worry. I'm not murdering anyone. It's just yelling, (laughs) but you're just kill people. Now
2: it takes him out of his, it takes him out of the, the fantasy. You know what I mean? Like if this guy's a, so you're saying this guy's like a major nerd and stuff. So in my head, he's creating his world, right? That he'd rather be in where he's got all this power. He has, he has control over people's minds and perceptions so like all he's doing is, is, is creating an opportunity for he to, him to elongate the the fantasy by telling the police beforehand. Cause he doesn't want to stop his craft. And if he doesn't want to put like gags in everybody's mouth, then he's got to like, make sure that he's in a position where.
1: Oh, for sure. I understand why he's calling. It makes sense to call the police. If you're going to keep getting cops come to your house and you don't think you're doing anything wrong, but I mean, the reason people get called police is because you're doing like, you know what I mean? Like screaming and shit yeah. like that isn't normal. So like, obviously that's why he's doing it. Cause he wants to not get fucking in trouble, but I mean, should he be getting called police on anyways, he's gotten cease and desist letters like a lot. Uh, he claims the horrors are smoke and mirrors and he's hypnotizing people into thinking they're in real danger. There's a change.org petition to close mccamey manor. And it has over 180,000 signatures the petition alleges that McCamie targets people who are easily manipulated
2: yeah, so do all people who like all mind um hypnotists or, like you have certain hypnotists who pull people up on stage and then after he's asking him a few questions he tells them to go sit down like no for sure no shit yeah but he's not up. he's not
3: door-to-door haunting everybody's volunteering for this he doesn't have to go looking for yep. clientele so who, who the fuck cares they chose yeah. to be here
1: People who can handle it. He's looking for people, not for people who can handle it, but people who won't tell the awful shit that this actor's put the participants through. One man alleges he was tortured so badly that the actors only stopped when they thought he was dead. They're like, I don't want to be here. And they're like, oh he's dead. Russ, come in here. And he's like, I'm not dead. I just fake death. <laughs> the petition believes that the alleged waterboarding and various forms of torture are crossing the line and the police should intervene, waiver or no. The petition also claims that the actor's Uh, that russ hires are all ex-criminals who have a propensity towards violence
2: well what's wrong with putting him in a place where everyone's going to consent for them to do what they want anyway
1: russ even admits to hiring ex-cons with a history of violence but russ also says he just thinks he's hiring the right people for the job the fact that they have criminal records doesn't even that doesn't faze him at all
3: i saw their prison production of hedda (laughs) gowler
2: He spent six years in prison. He is very good at acting by now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not just anyone can torture strangers and, for fun, make it look realistic. It has to be someone exactly. who's done it. Exactly. Exactly. That's cares it. about
2: his craft.
1: Exactly. He's a performer.
3: Imagine if somebody actually made them go through ten hours of it, though. By the end of it, they'd be so fucking. Scared. Oh yeah. They'd be like, "I'm bored of torturing you," and he'd be like, "More." <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, the ethical question is: Should Russ? McCamey be able to run a place like uh McKamey manor uh police haven't closed them down stating that people go there the people that go there are volunteering to be there it's legal uh plus russ films everything and shows what he claims uh is true he gets people's minds so much that they could be in a puddle and the participant would think they're in shark infested waters one thing that doesn't add up in this whole equation to me is how can Russ McCamey afford to buy gear or even pay rent or buy food, right? He claims to pay for everything with his military pension, which I think is like 800 bucks uh, a month.
3: Let's say he gets a hundred pound of dog food a week. This is what he's saying based on payment. That's a lot more dogs that are unaccounted for. So I think that's how. Something less doc. He could be a breeder. Why? What makes you think that I wasn't <laughs> in that, though? because you said dogs unaccounted for they are unaccounted
1: uh, there's dogs running around that fucking house all over the place if people want to go look up videos of russ mckamey he's got like fucking 100 dogs a
3: pound of food each per week what he
1: says okay is he has uh, and I, I believe him on this because he him and some lady like the, his old indler got in a big fight about this shit but he spent over half a million dollars on props costumes animatronics and sound equipment so like even if it is the dog food you're not getting a half milli from that kind of shit
2: well, you also don't know what he had we also don't know what he had in savings. Like he could have had a very successful wedding singer career and got <laughs> right. he may have been the highest paid wedding singer in the business. Yeah, could have done that. We don't know what side cash jobs he's taking because he only does sure. the weekends. So Monday to Friday, he could be, you know, an apple picker. I don't know. You said that
3: he was like he made a haunted house when he was on the boat in the navy. Maybe it was maybe it's just like a brothel. He saved a lot of money. Yeah, yeah
1: that, that, that could be it for sure. It is the navy.
3: What else did he do he did something else he was too.
1: Uh, he tra- he was in theater school and then he joined the Navy then he was in uh, but he also did the haunts in between all of it so then he maybe for 23 years is basically what he did
3: and he never got paid for any of that
1: well I'm sure he got paid but I mean at the same time you're spending money your whole life it's not like you have 23 years worth of money saved up
3: what if somebody's paying him and then they're like manipulating like their partner or like their bitch mom or something to going and doing this and they just get like video of it and he- they pay him a lot of money.
1: One of the videos I watched, he was going over the rules with the players and in the waiver, it says that this will be live streamed in Las Vegas, Thailand, and Russia. That is how
3: it's torture. I'm saying, I guess
1: he gets his money from some fucking dark web type situation, like rat race, where they just like vote on who, how long these fucking people are going to last. And they all bet on it. These crazy Russian oligarchs, performers or actors or whatever are all volunteers. So they don't get paid, but like. He's making money somewhere. And I believe, I highly believe this is all secretly being fucking streamed.
2: Oh, yeah. Torture
3: porn. Agreed. And
2: and the other thing he could be doing is he could be being smart and not linking his name to it. And New Schultz could be the facilitator of it and getting the cash that way. So like, or like he could be siphoning the money through somewhere else.
1: For sure. I I legitimately think it's an internet fucking thing like that. And
3: that's a legit business, though. I mean, he's, he's got the waivers and stuff. There's nothing illegal about well, it. Well, I
1: feel like the waivers aren't as legal as he wants it to be because I don't care if you write, you can murder me on a waiver and you sign it and then you murder them. It's not legal. You know what I mean? Like uh, just because you say teeth can be pulled out in a waiver doesn't mean you could pull out someone's teeth. I don't think that's legal. I don't think that works that way.
2: But the thing is, he's telling them. Yeah, but
3: like you said, he's not actually pulling exactly. out teeth. He's yeah. just making them think that they could get. I just don't
1: think out. the waivers are fucking 100% legal. That's what I'm saying. I don't think these waivers mean anything. I think it's just part of yeah. the fucking scare, right? Yeah, I
2: completely agree with well, you. Well, I think this, the streaming part of it. No, but he's I- told them. That's the thing. He's told them about the streaming. So if they were like, I guess, I guess the only part for me from an ethical point of view is I want to know. Do I? Is he covered off by going, you're being live streamed in these countries, cover all, or does he need to go, you're being live streamed so that people can jerk off to you or make bets on how long you're going to last? Because the only problem is saying bets on how long you're going to last is you ruin the illusion and people are going to try and last longer, for example. So that's, uh, that's
3: not your business.
2: It's live streamed end of story. We do what we want with your image. They already said. And that's, and that's everywhere. That's not just him. That's an everywhere thing.
1: So yeah. yeah, Russ is still around. Um, I don't know what you guys. I I kind of feel. I feel what I. I think I know what you guys are going to say to this, but like, should I already asked it? Should he be able to run a place like this? Do you guys think that's cool?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the problem that I see coming is if you try and stop someone from doing something like that, like how long is it before they start trying to take away BDSM dungeons? Like, and because yeah. there are people who sign up to get kidnapped, you know to fill their fantasy and I don't think there's any difference like obviously these people the only thing I think is maybe he shouldn't be so selective on his people if you can consent to it because I could go and consent to going into a dungeon or going being kidnapped it doesn't matter about my IQ or my ability to absorb myself in the fantasy it's about what I want to do so the only thing I think is restricting the level of people that he lets in if they really want to do it which makes me think that his money is being made from that third party live streaming because those are, the, those are the investors. If you look at it like that, like they're investing in wanting to get the real experience. Yep. So if he has to provide someone who's going to make suffering, that suffering yeah. look real.
1: Yeah, I, I I have no problem with what he does either. I I tried try to tell him that too when I sent the message. I said, dude, I have zero problems with what you do. And I know he gets a lot of hate on the internet because it does look so intense and it is intense. That fucking thing is not for everyone. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. That's definitely an intense experience from those videos for sure. And it's not something that I want to do, but I think that people have a right to consent to do it if that's what they want. Yeah. And I would have to hope I that want if to he's spending a million dollars on animatronics that he has spent the money to get himself an attorney to help him write those waivers. Like that would be my hope for him is that he has been smart enough to get.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch this guy talk. <laughs> I, if the best place for him to hear him talk is like on the dark tourist, but I can't play something from Netflix on here. I'm just not going to, right?
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: But like, I highly suggest go listen to him. There's spelling mistakes in it. Like, read it. You'll see. Like, there's some yeah. shit. Like, a lawyer would fucking find the spelling mistakes. I don't think this is a lawyer gotcha. built fucking thing. You know what I mean? Maybe.
2: Yeah. Maybe. It's part of the scary. I feel yeah, like he's sure. missing an opportunity
3: right there's probably like one page at the end of the waiver that is actually like created by
0: yeah.
3: a lawyer yeah, the bit that, matters. that they signed but it's literally like one little yeah. page and the rest is all just him like smoke and mirrors so i
2: think he's missing an opportunity right like if we're talking about having equity and if you want to be able to consent to it you should be able to consent to it i think there's a missed opportunity because if he opened it up not to just to his craft and saw the fact that he has a multitude of people right If my greatest fear is uh, a crash in the stock market and then being captured by the people that I've lost millions of and being beaten to to shit, right, I want to be able to sit there in a suit at a desk and have that manifest, right? Like he or maybe it's like someone reading their like finding their online blog and reading their diary to them face to face or to a crowd of people who then get to laugh at them like there is so much psychological torture in this space that he is not capitalizing but on That's for- that's
1: not what gets him hard. See that's the problem.
2: Oh but and you he, said it wasn't about sexual stuff.
1: My <laughs> point is my point is that not not uh, what gets him hard in that like in the metaphorical sense like he likes to string these people along with his fucking like he's got a re- set of rules. He's like a fucking serial killer. I follow my steps. That's how I get to the end point where I'm satisfied in this. And then you can go.
2: Well, then it's not about him scaring people and he's a liar. Cause that's what he said. It's about the joy of sca- like people being scared. But if I'm not scared exactly. by that and I'm scared about like something else, then you can't it's not get about through that. me being scared.
1: I don't think it's me? about being scared though. It's about someone being able to sit through what he's doing to you, whether you're scared or not. He's fucking making you think you're getting tortured. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that has anybody's fear is waterboarding. You want to get waterboarded? Not any of us want that. Like, I don't think there's specific fear. I think there's very generic fears that everyone's scared of, like yeah. having a fucking cockroach in your mouth. 90% of people don't want a cockroach poured in their mouth while they're getting their head dunked Look, in the water.
2: I think I'm glad that I'm on this one and not Christy because this, <laughs> feel, this feels like it's right up Christy's alley. <laughs> <A fear laughs> and, <fear. laughs> and being held down. <laughs> <laughs> right up the rally
1: <laughs> she's got tickets to fucking tennessee next week we're going to visit dingus <laughs> uh,
2: the guy the six foot seven guy comes in and he's like i'm gonna fuck you up and she's like yes Danny. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: does look hot look at him he looks really hot i be mean, like that'd be me too he'd be like shut up bitch and i'd be like hotter
1: <laughs> the, the, Al- the alabama one like i said is very secretive
3: so what do you and doing I feel later. like that's
1: where he does all the live streaming. I think that's where the, the big shows happen. The little baby shows of the Tennessee one. And he gets the people that are like the dumbest of the dumb and says hey come to Huntsville and you can make a little bit of cash doing this and then he fucking live streams them. I, I don't know
2: I don't think any of us would be allowed, like would be able to get uh, we wouldn't get through the screening to be able to go through it
1: no I don't think I oh
2: no for I would sure. ask
1: too many questions.
2: I'd be too interested in his process and taking notes. I'm like excuse me can you hear me how do you do that without leaving a tooth mark? I could fake my way through it. I think
3: I could fake my way through the through through the screening and then just go in and be like, "Hmm, this is a puddle, and I don't think there's any sharks in here at all." Was <laughs> that a wrench? You
2: can't pull teeth out with that kind of wrench. You need the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I also would want to be the person on the other side of the wrench, so I'd be like, your technique <laughs> is flawed. This is."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was
2: like, "Come here, let me do it myself. You're doing it all wrong." <laughs>
3: This isn't even sewage. This isn't sewage. This at
1: tastes all. like water with jello in it.
3: What is this? Is this dog food? It's dog food. It's
2: <laughs> my dog food. It's the dog food I bought you.
1: Okay, so so the further the questions then, do you think that he should be able to live stream his little torture shit to profit off yes, these people?
0: Yes, Of course. <laughs> most definitely.
2: Sorry, okay, yes. But the problem that I have is that, <laughs> yes, but when we add things and make these sort of things available, it's like when you watch too much porn, right? You need more and more porn to get what? more and more. Too much? Accurate. Sorry, you haven't hit that. You haven't hit terminal yet, you <laughs> fine, right? If they're live streaming it and then they're like, all right, this is the seventh time I've sat through this. I need to see someone. All right, where's that hunted island sit Like, I don't know, I think what if they like requests though because you said it's a huge waiting list what if
3: they're like okay this time I want somebody who's 300 pounds uh bald with glasses like it could they be can for like sure fulfill requests you know like I want to see a uh single mom of four kids or something like that like they could put in requests and then it can stay exciting and fresh oh, for yeah. them they can like sort of and I imagine it's kind of social too. It's not just like jerking off, it's like a social thing.
1: It's in the background while they drink cognac and talk about their fucking polo game earlier in the day.
3: Like Squid Game. Yeah. Like yeah. All the people in the masks sit and they watch it. And they're like, all right, like this motherfucker is going to last like 10 minutes. You like, this is where we're at here. Yeah. Like, oh, like, look at this bitch go. I didn't think she'd last at all.
1: I I wonder. I'm okay with it, too. Okay, just just to be clear, I'm cool with the whole thing. I fucking give her. You guys want to sign up to be dummy things. You can get dummy prizes. That's how that works. This guy, Russ, is such a fucking weirdo. You guys got to go see him. I can't. There's not enough to describe him. It's just such a juxtaposition and talks about like how he doesn't get any money. He makes it more secretive than it needs to be. Russ, if you want to come and talk to me, I have questions and I don't hate you. I want to know more about this. Literally, come talk to me.
3: He was in the Navy. I honestly think he just docked there and had a shore leave or whatever there. And he just learned about like the underculture and shit like that in some seedy whatever and found out he could make money. Well, he doesn't
2: claim to make money. Or not even make money, but... And that's the thing, right? You're saying it's his juxtaposition, which makes me feel like there is far more nefarious or
1: that's the problem with it with me i i that's yeah. exactly what i'm trying to say is the fact that he keeps it such like i don't make any money off this i can barely f- like no dude you do this for a reason you only do two people a week you don't pay you don't get paid for this you have know, a big ass house of course you get paid how are you doing this there's a way you're doing it
3: but he has to do that he has to he has to keep it secretive because if actually somebody exposes all the truth without the mind games, then it loses its fascination with everybody. So it has to be. I would have a
2: lot more respect for him if it was, if he was sitting there going, it's all about the craft and scaring people. Like if he was just like, I make a shit ton of money, I'm hopefully potentially by offering requests, stopping them from murdering other people or torturing other people. Or if you turned around and went, I love this shit. It's what gets me off. No one actually dies. They're all consenting. Finn.
1: He does. He does say that. He says that last part, but it's just like, how do you, my problem is, is how do you keep it up? And why do you keep it secret? How do you yeah. continue doing this over years without telling anyone why? Like, it's not YouTube views. You get a million views. Sure. But you're not, you can't pay the bills off of a million views, you know, like, yes, you can, I guess. I guess I don't fucking know. You live in a town of 866, how high the cost of everything is are Like yeah. in Tennessee, I don't fucking know a little town like that. If by your house probably didn't cost that much. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, the cost of living is pretty good if you're living out in the boondocks of Tennessee.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all and up and up. I'm cool. But if there's something like <laughs> fucked up going on in the background, that's why you're not saying it. I just don't. You're keeping it too much of a mystery. And that's where it gets to me a little bit.
2: Maybe they quoted it on a different state's cost of living. Like if he did everything from because people are very creative, right? Like Like you know this right you could get something printed or buy it from the dollar general cost jack shit but then someone prices this as something else they're saying quarter of a million dollars but how do they have receipts or is it just this is what i would say a quarter of a million dollars of of set design and props and stuff is because if he's smart and he's been doing it for 23 years he's probably Heard his craft
1: and he's collected shit. yeah
2: you could probably get a lot of it on like yeah did, give me a toothpick and a paper clip and i could make something for you
1: anyways that's what gave me that's all. Uh, that's all i had that's, that's uh, do you have any more
2: videos i want to do it you want to do thing. it yeah i
1: want to get it. let
3: in
2: celeste yeah.
3: would you guys
1: do this that's a good question
2: i would do it i would i
3: would
0: go there i would pay 50 pounds of dog food to spend eight minutes in this place sure I'll, I'll let you come stay with me and i'll take you and i'll pick you up but i'm not doing
1: it go to go to go to dark tourist watch him in dark tourist he's at the last last section like there's two like you know an episode there's like one place and then another place and episodes like that he's the second segment of that episode the last episode watch it i uh, you'll i don't know man i don't know if i could do that i i like horror i love horror shit i don't like to be scared i don't like to that go through that torture and shit i would it's not
3: about horror i don't know it's just i just i don't know life is short experience things fuck the alien corpses
2: so the only reason i I would want to do it is i would be fascinated to see my own primal and biological response i don't like horror i don't like any of that stuff usually but I would be super fascinated in how I react in those situations watching how my body and my mind reacts in it so like that's the only reason I would do it which means that I'm taking out of the fantasy so I probably wouldn't be good at it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people that do that. The adrenaline junkie guy just wants to see how far he can make it, if he can even beat it. You know, like how, what, what, what will I get be able to withstand being me? So I think that's a big part of everyone. So I, I understand that. I see that. I, I know what I'd stand with and be like, get the fuck off me. Yeah. You little fucking twerp.
0: And I think that it having like, this mysterious nefarious underground of like not really knowing what he's doing behind mm, the yep, scenes agreed. adds to people wanting to go do it you know it adds to the appeal so i don't really think he's really doing anything nefarious See, i think he's exactly. just wanting to make us feel like he is so that you know it's like oh let's go let's let's try to figure this guy out yep. you know and he's like not really not doing it not anything. the lot
2: law- the live streaming makes me make if he wasn't live streaming it to other countries i would completely agree with you but there's something or else maybe he's on.
1: not maybe he's not maybe that's just part of the scaring but like i'm filming this and i'm showing it to fucking rich people you're part of a big rat race that's part of a fear of someone to be like he wants exposed. you to think that it's
0: like a squid games yeah. kind of movie set deal well i don't
2: know anyone in thailand so i can't ask
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to figure out where to find it on the dark web right you'd have to get right involved in it that's why i was trying to get in the facebook group so i can figure out more what's going on here but they won't let me in you guys can try if you want
2: well my brother's you know i tell you i'll see if he can do it
1: perfect all right well that's all i got I'm, that was I'm, awesome mccamey out. i'm mccamey out.
2: he's in the uh, afterglow <sighs>
3: yeah <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official unethical podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of Season 1 will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from Season 2. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy!
1: Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up private dicks on your favorite podcatcher, and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's private dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call one eight five five P R V T D I X. That's one eight five five private dicks.
2: Call one eight five five
1: private dicks and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. Eight five five private dicks. I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.